Yo, Aaron. Yo, Rob. Dude, it's the 50th episode of the Genesis Gems, and I can't think of a better way to celebrate than to chow out on some hot dogs with sauce. Oh, you mean chili dogs? Hey, I'm in. I hear Mr. Eggman's having a chili dog eating contest. Whoever eats the most wins a special prize. Special prize, eh? You guys think of what I'm thinking? We should bowl? We should skip this skit? No, we should race. So long, suckers. Oh, it's on. Yeah, like Donkey Kong. Seriously, dude, this is a Sega show. Oh, man, I forgot my wallet. Oh, don't worry. I see a bunch of rings ahead of us. Don't you guys ever wonder if these rings actually belong to people? Nah, finders keepers. Oh, hey, there's one in that tree up there. Hang on. Yoink. There we go. Oh, yeah? Check out my spin dash. (sighs) (sighs) Guys, slow down. I know I shouldn't have eaten that Slim Jim. Get right, right up, folks. folks. Now's now your chance, chance not to only enjoy all the killer dogs, dogs you can eat, but with a free prize. There's, There's only one stipulation. stipulation. You have you to out eat the man, the myth, the legend. It's 22 times killer dog champ, the hogster. Let me tell you something, brother. I'm eating all these chili dogs for the little hogamaniacs at home, dude. The hogster's been training since he was a teeny weenie for this moment, brother. Uh, Nick, I think you should go. Uh, yeah, I already ate. Yo, Eggman, I can take him. What? So they're letting in any pencil neck geek now? I bet you can't even curl 250, brother. Fine, dude. But don't blame me when these 26-inch pythons run wild on you, brother. On your mark. Get set. Eat, eat. Man, I can't believe it. It looks like the hogs are slowing down. Yeah, how is Nick doing this? Hey, Hogster. What? You're forgetting something. I've been training with Sonic since 1991. What? Sonic! No! Must! Eat! What? More! Dog with extra sauce? Here you go. Oh, man! We're not feeling so good, Jack. Is he gonna spew? I think he's gonna spew. Yeah, hey, uh, Hogster, if you're gonna spew, spew in this! Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the new Chili Dog Champ, Mr. Nick Stevens. As promised, here's your special gift to the very own Chaos Emerald. Hey, yo, junkies, I did it. So, Nick, what are you going to do with the Chaos Emerald? Yeah, save the world. Nah, let's trade it in for Sonic 2. Good call. Totally. Dang, it feels good to be a gentleman. <laughs> oh Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 50 of the Genesis Gems podcast. Woo! 
I yeah. am. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm one of the co-hosts, Robot Nick Stevens, or maybe Saw Nick <laughs> Stevens. Doctor Robot Nick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, well, this is already a winner. And with yes. me this time, you might have heard in the background, is... hey it's Aaron. And what's up, guys? It's Rob. Good to talk to you again. You guys don't have cool Sonic names like me. Robotnik. No. Uh, Sonic. <laughs> Aaron Miles. Ooh, that's pretty good. I'm, I'm Robotnik. Rob, uh. Rob Man. Eggman, Rob Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, you know... Be like a Sonic one, and then there'll be an expansion pack called Robin Aaron Sonic and Knuckles. That's it. That didn't make any sense. All right, just have everything be and Knuckles and Knuckles. Yeah, those are pretty Genesis cool memes. Gems and Knuckles and Knuckles. Yeah. It's like our Patreon exclusive. Genesis Gems right. and Knuckles and Knuckles. Patreon and Knuckles. Speaking of Patreon, no, not yet. One of these days, maybe. One yeah. day. One day. If you guys just, uh, you know what? Why don't you voice your interest? If you want a Patreon, let us know somehow. Yeah. Either in our group page, on our group page, via an email. Um, if this show is, is something you'd like to support monetarily, right now we're not taking donations, but if if you want to support us in that way, uh, let us know, and maybe we can set something up. Yeah. Give me a reason to do a whole show on nothing but shit move. We'll Give do me some. a reason <laughs> to uh, replace my my uh, pop filter, which is literally um, a sock over my microphone. <laughs> With a real pop filter. With a real pop filter. <laughs> I'm literally talking through a sock, guys. It sounds great, though. That's a... yeah, yeah. You sound, yeah, I would have never known. It must be a clean sock. It, True. it has it never dirty. Never. <laughs> Don't do it, guys. Oh, Bad man. Idea. All right. Well, let's get through this thing here. If you'd like to connect with us, you can check us out online at www.genesisgymspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash Genesis Gems. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at GenGems. We are on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, and we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, you guys doing good? Everyone, everything going well? I know it's good, it's good to hear Rob back for two episodes in a row. <laughs> I don't, it's like the first you know, time in a year. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. It's like yeah. he, he used to be a regular co-host or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's up with that. You know, it, I missed you guys. I said, you know what? It's New Year. I'm going to try to come on for like two New episodes. Year. New me. For the whole year. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. You know, if I can if I can make it past two episodes, then everything after that is just gravy. gravy. Right, right. It's a bonus. A Icing bonus. on the cake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's awesome. Love All right. It. So we got some listener business to take care of this time. Uh, there, and I... So sorry if I if I screw the title up of this of this name. Um, we had a it was an email and a Facebook message from Game Genie Sokolov, if I'm saying that right. Yeah. Um, which is a uh, chiptune artist. Thought that was really cool. Um, let me read this email real quick. I will post the SoundCloud link in our show notes. So go check this out. Pretty good music. Really enjoyed it. I'm glad they reached out to us. So he said, uh, "I discovered Genesis Gems by the fe- by fellow chiptune artist J Red, which is Trevin Hughes." And I have oh, to say, Dread. Dread. Oh, sorry. Correct. Yeah. Like no, gent- it's okay. Everyone says J Red. Like, like Gent. But like Gent. Yeah, like Gent. It's Gent. You just pronounce the J and the R together. Like Judge Dread. I get it. I see what they did there. I'm sorry. Quick origin story. It's his middle name, Jared. 
Oh, that's cool. Dread. Dread. <laughs> All right, well, let's do this again then. I discovered Genesis Gems by fellow chiptunes artist Dread, Trevin Hughes, and I have to say I like it. I recently started doing music for the Sega Genesis 2, and I wondered if you'd be interested in me sending you a link of some of the music I did for this great console. So, absolutely, we're interested, and that link will be in the show notes. So, go check out awesome. Game Genie Sokolov. Nice. All right. And yeah. as, as far as email goes, I'm going to send out a cool contest for the next episode. So, um, the next episode, we will announce the game on our Facebook page, our group, and uh, at the end of the show, we'll do that too. I'm going to pull up the polls and see who won. And um, email contest, I have two th- cool things to give away. Uh, one's a plug-and-play Sega Genesis. I bought that at a Goodwill a while back, and I just don't play it anymore. It's kind of taking up some space. So it's one of those plug-and-plays that uh, has Sonic and Golden Axe and Columns. and Actually, it has Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Take it back. But be giving that away. And I have a couple other cool things I'm going to give away. So if you, don't want, if you don't want to miss a chance to do that, send us an email. We'll read it on the podcast, and we'll randomly pull the winner for that. So please do that. I love getting these emails. They're pretty cool. Um, also, we've got a Facebook page. Um, a guy by the name of Brett sent us a message on Facebook uh, asking us if we could possibly give his Facebook page some love. So it's called Brett's Game Corner, and we'll put the show note, uh, we'll put the link up in the show notes for that as well. But a pretty cool thing. You've got some videos out there on, on YouTube, and um, just wanted to uh, show some support for that. So we got that. And we also had a new iTunes review. It was our first one that wasn't a five star. Kind of sad. But did you guys happen to have a chance to read that big long email we got from? No, I don't okay. read anything below a five star. <laughs> I think I think my eyes just avert their gaze. Well, if anyone wants to go read that entire review, it, it is on iTunes. It's the only four-star review. I'm not mad. I'm just going to keep saying it's our no. only four-star review. Um, basically, I'm going to hit some of the high points. I, I really liked um, some of his points here. Uh, definitely, he likes the consistency of our shows here lately, so uh, definitely want to try to keep that up. Um, did kind of <laughs> poke on us for the... Um, Family friendly. We do say we're family friendly, and we do kind of tiptoe that line a little bit. I did tell him. Uh, Aaron said a pretty hilarious joke last time that I cut out of the show. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of felt bad, but I'm like, ah, we probably. Oh should. yeah, I can't even remember what it was, but hopefully <laughs> Nick will tell me after the show. I so will I tell you. <laughs> sneak it in another show. <laughs> exactly. So if you guys want to go check that out, go to iTunes, read that. I thought it was really good. Um, I like real feedback you know it doesn't hurt my feelings unless you just come out and tell me i'm worthless or something might hurt my feelings a little bit but it was cool you're to get scum you're all scum <laughs> it was it was good to get some real feedback and um really appreciate that so any more itunes reviews please give us five stars not four stars no i'm kidding you do whatever you want to guys <laughs> <laughs> so all right well with that listener business is over for now and let's go right on the sega snippets test one two sega Now it's time for Sega Snippets. So I got one kind of cool big thing I posted on the Facebook page. I finally, finally, I've been wanting to do this forever, picked up the uh, Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection on PS3. Oh, nice. And I love this. Um, It's got a a real good selection of games. Um, it's It's got over 40 classic titles from Sonic the Hedgehog to Streets of Rage, says the back of the book. Back, back of the, the case, but um, it's really cool because uh, first of all, you can get trophies, which I love hunting for trophies on PlayStation Network. Um, I'm not like the 
I don't have a ton of platinums and all this stuff like a lot of people do, but I just think it's, it adds to the gameplay experience, you know, looking at what the trophies are. So every one of these, almost every game on this collection has some way to get a trophy, and they're not too hard. Like uh, Streets of Rage 1 was beat the first level with all three characters, so you just kind of beat it with Axel, start over, beat it with Blade, you can beat it with Adam. So that's kind of cool. you can unlock games. And you can unlock awesome. games, arcade games, and I know... Uh, Golden Axe Warrior, you know, from the Master Systems on there. And there's also interviews you can unlock, which are really cool from some of the developers, people who worked on these games, and some things I've never seen before. So as I start unlocking those, I'll probably get some better, you know, I'll actually know what I'm talking about with Sega and Genesis and things like that. And maybe <laughs> maybe one day talk about it on a podcast, you never know. But uh, I, I, I do have to say one thing about this. Um, I forgot, and there's a lot of people who are going to disagree with me about this, so my, my youngest son loves Sonic. And we're going through all the Sonic games, and he's like, "Daddy, what's that one?" I'm like, "Oh, that's Sonic 3D Blast. Let's let's try it." Um, I kind of forgot that I like that game. <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" I, I know he feels like he's skating everywhere, but it, it shocked me how much I actually did like that game. So we had a good time with that. I don't know. We'll we'll cover that one day on here. But um, I, I, there's a lot of hate on that game. Yeah, it's definitely not one. It's definitely not Sonic one, two, or three. But uh, for what it was, it's Sonic goes ice skating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but then you know, playing that. Collecting the little Flicky birds made me want to go play Flicky some more, which I really enjoyed that game too. So I, I got the trophy on that one real quick on Flicky. My youngest son, he doesn't want to play Flicky, but he likes watching me play it and he likes rooting for me. So, yeah, <laughs> there's my Sega snippets for the show. Well, uh, I I have one just real quick one. I, I actually um, just wanted to pick a random game that I had bought in a long time ago and I just completely forgot I had it and it was Tailspin. Um, I, I put that in and I actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, yeah. The only thing I didn't like was that you – I don't know if you guys have ever played it, but the kind of the underpowered uh, paddle ball weapon that Baloo has. <laughs> uh, I remember just like hitting these these birds with it you know, 30, 40 times before they finally drop over. But um, the platforming on it is pretty good. The music's pretty good, and um, the story on it was pretty extensive for, uh, for this game. Uh, it, it starts off with a long, long cutscene, so – I was kind of surprised at the the quality of it. I thought it was a pretty good game. So I, I've been playing a little bit of that. Um, I think I only paid like two or three bucks for it at a yard sale, something like that. I saw Sega Genesis. I was like, gotta buy it. That's gotta right. Gotta buy it. <laughs> Fanboy. So, that's it. That's it. And that's all I've really played. I played a little bit of that uh, uh, earlier this week. And then, of course, the lovely game we're going to be covering today. Absolutely. Lovely. Oh, before we segue into that game, whatever that game is called, I have a lot of, well... I have a um, a modicum of oh. uh, Sega news, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I went to Magfest, yeah. which was amazing. You could tell, probably the, and you could the, tell how much fun Aaron had just by watching his Facebook yeah. post. So cool. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had a blast. Uh, Magfest. It was originally called, I think, Mid Atlantic Gaming Festival. It's held over in National Harbor um, at the Gaylord Hotel. Um, Right next to Washington D.C. Basically, does, does Ben Stiller does he go there? <laughs> <laughs> no, he does not. You hush. <laughs> Do not besmirch the awesomeness that is Magfest, good sir. No, I I, I get you. Uh, yeah, so Magfest now it's music and gaming convention, and it's just so overwhelming. There's so much stuff going on at any time. Um, if you go to the bottom floor, there's like an airport hangar sized room just filled with arcade games of uh, of every genre and oh, pinball nice. games um and just any game you could even think about uh there's just so much there it's probably the biggest arcade in one location uh, 
And then you had a whole room that was just all indie games and indie titles. And I even got over to the uh, uh, the, the homebrew section. I think it's this company called I think it's 64 Kilobyte Games. Um, well, there's this company that actually makes homebrew games for NES, for Sega Genesis, um, and I think a few other consoles. But they uh, had on display, they had homebrew Sega Genesis games that you can check out. Um, and, and one that they let me play was uh, it's called Viking Democracy. Um, which was uh, almost like a, a Smash Brothers type uh, game where you're pitted against other players in sort of a deathmatch type uh, arena. And then uh, they had a few other games. I got a few pictures. Uh, they had a game called T-Gun 2, which I believe was a, a shooter um, that you can actually, I think, still purchase. Um, they've, they had a lot of cool stuff on display to check out. But... Um, and there were so many people, you know, dressed up as different characters from their favorite games. There was a lot of cosplaying. Um, I spent a lot of my time, to be honest, um, over at Chip Space because I'm a chiptune artist. Um, and so I was over there hanging out with my pals, um, people that I hadn't met in person before, uh, because it was my first time. Well, the first time going over to Washington D.C. Also, my first time going to Magfest. Uh, so there was just so much, so, so much cool stuff going on. Um, and a lot of uh, awesome performers there. Uh, there's one artist um, who goes by the name Iron Curtain. Um, my buddy Sam, who actually performed his set uh, at Chip Space on a Sega uh, Sega Nomad. Oh, so wow. Pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, so he busted out a Sega Nomad, and he was playing uh, his songs off of that. And awesome. uh, there's not that many people that do that, so it's, it was pretty cool. Um and I actually got to play some music as well uh, at Chipspace. Some of my songs, I did several sets because they had an open mic, basically. Um, and I wasn't one of the like the main performers, but because um, I'm kind of a nobody, uh, <laughs> to be honest. There's a lot more people uh, that are more well-known than me, but hopefully, you know, changes, whatever. I think Genesis Jams is kind of raising my profile a bit. Yeah, Cora Cor- Cor- is going to get out there. He's going to keep releasing it. Whew. Yeah, know, that's the man. That's the I uh, well, like I I played that one live, um, but I did uh, my second set on Saturday. My original plan was to uh, I borrowed a MIDI controller from my friend, and I was going to play along with my Sega Genesis music. I was going to play live on a keyboard um, to make it extra funky and cool. <laughs> and so, like, I get up on stage, and uh, well, first of all. Nothing's going according to plan because, like, I set up the laptop. The laptop just tanks. It's uh, out of memory, and so I can't load up the music software and play the song at the same time. And so, like, it takes me five minutes just to kill the music software, and then it takes me, like, another, like, two minutes just... I'm just hitting play, guys. I'm just hitting play on the song (laughs) just to wait for it to queue up. Uh, The good news was... There was so much other crazy crap I had on stage. Like, I had um, a bunch of toy percussion uh, on stage, um, and I think I was wearing a Chewbacca hat. Um, <laughs> that I, I think I just, I was just trying to make it as fun as possible. I had candy that I was just giving out. Like, people oh, just come up and grab candy. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Win-win. Yeah. Win-win. Win-win-win. Win-win-win. Uh that's some, when you somehow, win because you mediated. Somehow I managed by Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So, uh, in case you guys missed it, we had a lot of uh, office banter before the show. <laughs> but uh, back to this thing. Uh, it was pretty crazy. It was a little surreal because I had uh, a few people in the audience, like, coming to check it out. Like, C-Trix, who's like a world-renowned chiptune artist. Uh, if you haven't heard him, he does amazing stuff on any system. But he was there, which is awesome. Uh, and, and a bunch of other cool people. And uh, so I just pressed play and I danced around Goofy and, and hit percussion um, and played my Sega music. And um, I think everyone still had a good time. I only had a two song set because of all my snafus. I pretended to play on the keyboard because <laughs> I didn't have a, a keyboard. You know, I had the keyboard, but I didn't have any sound coming out of it. So I, I pretended to solo. You didn't pull him. <laughs> you didn't pull a Mariah Carey there, did you? No, <laughs> no. I I made it look good. Okay, I I'm, sold it. Sorry, I make this Mariah. look good. I make this look good. That's the difference between yeah, you I and Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, you know, it it was a lot of fun. It was a learning experience for sure. It was nothing compared to uh, a set I did later on on another night where um, I got really into it. Um, I was dancing around like an idiot. And um, right in a moment where there's like a big buildup in the song, um, it, I jumped. And, uh, you, you know, when you jump, you kind of hope that you uh, land on your feet. Well, uh, I slipped <laughs> on a cord and I fell right on my butt. Oh, <laughs> well. And, uh, you know, I made sure that before anyone else posts the evidence on Facebook, I posted it myself. Just to show people That's awesome. that I can make fun of myself. Absolutely. Uh, so I landed on my butt. I get up. I kind of, uh, I'm a little dizzy. And I fall again. And this time I land on the amplifier behind me. I do kind of a reverse spin thing. Spin dash. I do a spin dash. <laughs> I get oh, back I up. I hop up and I keep dancing. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was amazing is all I have to say. Okay. The only, the one other thing about the Sega set. So I was wearing a dress shirt. Um, I unbuttoned my dress shirt. Sorry, ladies. This isn't Magic Mike. Um, I, <laughs> I unbuttoned my dress shirt to reveal a Sega Genesis T-shirt. Oh. So I, there you go, man. I had to go full Sega. That's, better, that's better than my Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Magic Michael Kelso. Ooh. Gosh, that'd be the worst. That'd be the worst show ever. <laughs> That gets a pity laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so yeah, like the rest of the rest of Bankfest was just amazing. I made so many connections. I talked to people I never thought I'd talk to in a million years. Um, I got to hang out with some of the main stage performers. Um, I went to the swimming pool. Yeah. Uh, just ended up at the swimming pool kind of randomly, um, and uh, just did all sorts of stuff. You know. Uh, Lots of, if you want to go there, if you bring your guitar or a musical instrument, there's a jam space where you can just go and jam to tunes, and they might bust out a um, a video game song that everyone can kind of improvise over, uh, and they provide the guitars and the uh, the keyboards and the drums, and man, you just sign up. Yeah, it's fantastic, and they had like DJ sets in the hallways. Um, I randomly ran into Mega Ran. Oh, nice. Uh, I love my, that My friend, yeah, I made a new friend. He's like, oh, yeah, here's my, my friend, Rakeem. And I'm like, oh, hey, it's Megaran. Hey, man. <laughs> he's like, he's on yeah, all the big podcasts out there, too. That's awesome. Yeah, I was like, this is wild. Okay, this is cool. 
Uh, so surreal experience uh, most of the time, but one of the best experiences I've had in my life. I recommend anybody. Uh, this is a huge recommendation for me. If you go to any convention, um, make that one of your stops. If you can somehow book a trip to uh, Washington, D.C. or National Harbor next year, I know I will try and be there. I hope you will be too. Awesome. So that's man. the end of my spiel there. <laughs> that's great. I, I just, I loved all the, uh, I missed like every one of your live streams with the last one. He would he would put a live stream out there saying I'm gonna be live in a couple of minutes. And I'm oh, like, no. yeah, I got to see one of them. It was awesome. <laughs> I got into it. I have to say, I really got into it. Oh, that's and, all right. I played my own music, and then uh, what I would do is I also played uh, a few Relay Bros sets, which is the um, the remix collective I'm part of. And uh, it was amazing. I had a whole bunch of people just start coming over um, and walking over, and you had like dancers and stuff, and people with glow sticks and things. That's great. <laughs> Uh, just going nuts. So it was awesome. And like even when I fell, the people were like so behind me that when I got up, they were just like, yeah. <laughs> it's rock and roll, man. Yeah. And I was like, it's punk rock. Like, it's punk rock, the music yeah. sounds nothing like punk rock. It's very, a very punk rock atmosphere. It's fantastic. That's wonderful. That's man, awesome. that's cool. I, I, I can't wait. When we went to the Le- Lexicon or whatever you called that, I had such a good time. I really. Wanna... Oh yeah, the Le- the Lexicon. That's what the I Lexington uh, Comic Con. Yeah, I can't wait to do something again like that. Whether it's mm-hmm. a bystander, and kind of like Aaron and I were talking about, you know, it's gonna be cool to take the kids there. My my oldest son's seven, and yeah, you know, he's kind of into the nerd culture like I am now. So I can't wait to take him to that. He he'd, pr- he'd probably want to dress up. I'm not into that, but <laughs> he'd probably. You know, if that. I can't afford it, Nick, if I can't afford it this time, can you just take me via FaceTime? Yeah, I'll just walk you around. Yeah, man. We'll Look, do here's Aaron. Meet everybody. Hey, this is Aaron. <laughs> we'll get you like on. You can a, ask Aaron a question. You want to ask him a question? Go for it. I'll build a Johnny Five robot, and I'll just tape your tape, tape my phone to the top of it, and you can just be Johnny Five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Johnny, yes. Johnny yes, number five. Dry. <laughs> Johnny number five. Short circuit. All right. Yeah, I never saw the first one. Weird enough. And I've never seen the first Gremlins. What's up with that? I just saw the second well, one of each of those Gremlins films. Gremlins 2 is really good. It is really good. Short circuit 2 is garbage. Well, it must have just been on TV a lot. <laughs> you must have been on TV a lot. I was, man. How do you think we got such a good podcast? Oh. I got a face for podcasting. All right. Ooh. With that, let's go Oops. to this. <laughs> you see what I did there? Let's go to this next segment called Ask Rob. I mean, Ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions, it's okay. He will answer them if he wants. You got your questions? If not, I can yes, pull sir, them. I've got Man, you are up. ready. I love it. I know. So, uh, Daniel Tolan asks, <laughs> uh, my co-host over on RetroSquare, he asks, What's got your JPEG so compressed there, buddy? I have no idea. Like I, I think the original picture wasn't all compressed. That uh, Nick had uh, kind of he cut that cut out the picture. But whenever it got posted Genesis Gems, uh, it's a Facebook thing. Facebook loves to compress images. Well, I, I can I can go into backstory on that one. So I had already had Paint open, you know, great Microsoft oh. Paint, and I did yes. a Control V. I pasted it, I cropped it, but apparently I pasted it into a preset size that I forgot about. I was messing with something else, so it shrunk it. 
And when I put it on Facebook, it of course tried to zoom in. You got all kinds of fun pix- pixels. I was getting ready to delete it, and I saw where Daniel already commented. I'm like, ah, let's go with it. Uh, and I changed. Why didn't you just make it full on 16-bit Sega Genesis? No, well, I didn't have that kind of time. <laughs> <laughs> that takes a little more uh, yeah. finesse. Yeah. So I just kind of went with it. I titled it, you know, "Ask the Blurry Pick" or whatever the world I said. So. Yep. yep. Ask the guy in the blurry pick. Yes, that's exactly what I Ask said. Ask him anything your heart desires. <laughs> and boy he did, a lot about and, Sega games. And boy did they. That's right. <laughs> and unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on who you are, uh, even though we do a Sega Genesis podcast, some of these questions are a little non-Sega related. So uh, we will get through those as fast as possible. <laughs> um, so Stephen Michael asks, oh. how much what could a woodchuck check if a woodchuck could check wood? Uh, a woodchuck could chuck uh, so much wood if a woodchuck could check wood. I don't know. I don't know, Steven. Um, Sounds like a question a troll would ask. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just like how many licks are at the center of a Tootsie Pop? Uh, three. Don't know. Three. One, two, three. There you that go. That was a great commercial. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so Jared Adams asks, how many sugar cubes? Oh, come on, guys. How many sugar cubes does it take to build a hot dog to the moon? <laughs> well, how much time you got, buddy? Uh, <laughs> seriously, I love you guys. Uh, Nick DeMarco asks, first, are you hiding a pimple or simply highlighting the part of your face that is usually melted by your stellar chiptunes? Uh, second, oh, well, you like put that. on sonic band-aids after you fell busting a move at MAGFest. Ooh, sonic band-aids, Nick. All right. Um, you know, I did not... I did not put on any sonic band-aids, and I had no lasting injuries. Thank you. Um, I the only thing I bruised was my ego, <laughs> um, but it quickly bounced back. So everything's all good. Now back to the dungeon. Yeah, back to the right. dungeon with you. <laughs> good grief. Uh, Chris Vanderhoof. Why? Oh yeah, Chris. He came over from two dudes. Uh, I don't think he's a de- defector. Um, but he did admit he likes the Sega Dreamcast, so he's cool with me. Uh, Chris said, why is the Switch sucking so bad? Uh, I think he's still a little mad over the, the, the Nintendo Switch announcement. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let me, before I answer that, Nick DeMarco chimes in. Get this. It has to be the Sonic Mania announcement. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nick. I'm sorry, buddy. I love you, man, but you're going back in the dungeon. Because I think the Sonic announcement is probably the best or the second best thing being announced right now for the system. Um, I don't think Sonic Mania is like in the realm of anything wrong going on with the system right now. Uh, to answer Chris's question, I think the answer is uh, because it's not black, it doesn't have a headphone port, uh, it doesn't have an RF connection, and it doesn't come out on your TV in, um, you know, glorious 16 bits, and uh, it doesn't have blast processing. Next question. <laughs> burn. Sick burn. Uh, Eric Ber- uh, Gerbeck, since this is the long-awaited Sonic 2 episode, I'll ask a tough Sonic-related question. What's your favorite Sonic music track out of all of the Genesis games. Oh, man, he would do this. <laughs> um, so my favorite has to be the music from, um, I think it's the, is it the Sky Chase Zone? Um, the one that almost sounds like a, a Michael Jackson ballad? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I just love that song so much. I think that's the one that sticks in my head the most. Um, but easier, easy contenders besides that. In uh, most of it for me is Sonic Two. Um, it, it would probably be. Oh man, I love um, Chemical Plant Zone. I've heard so many awesome remixes of that. Uh, my oh, buddies yeah. over in Mad Gear, that band, uh, they do a really cool cover of that song. Uh, Casino Night. I just love the level in general. Um, Hilltop Zone. Just great music there. The whole soundtrack for Sonic 2. I mean, we'll get into that. But, um, you know, I like tracks from Sonic 1. Um, Sonic 3 has a lot of awesome music, too. And someone will probably be like, what about Sonic 3, man? Marble Falls or, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> really cool stuff in that, too. Honestly, if we were going to include uh, Sonic, like if we were going to include Sega CD, I would I would throw in Sonic CD, the American soundtrack, Bad Future, on uh, what is it? It's it's the stage where you have to race against um, Metal Sonic. Yeah, I love the. I think it's a Stardust Speedway. One of my favorite songs in any Sonic game. It just has this really cool, futuristic, um, delayed guitar, delayed lead effect on it that just sounds awesome. So I love that tune, and that's all I have to say about that. So moving on to Blake Worrell, what is the most underrated Genesis soundtrack? Oh, NBA you know Live ninety five. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, NBA Live ninety five is is, I would say, a really solid pick. There's a lot of um, later EA titles, um, like like the NBA Live. Um, I think there's a few like uh, soccer games, like a FIFA game. You just have these amazing OSTs, these soundtracks out of nowhere. You're just like, wow, this music's really good for a sports game. Yeah, a couple um, of golf games too that I've Yeah, I was just like really surprised how good it is. There's also some some, some really um one that I could say is super underrated, but it's probably one of the absolute best soundtracks on the system. If you guys have ever played the game Devilish. Yeah. Which is almost like a breakout clone. Yep. Uh I think a Sage's creation game. It's not the best game, but the soundtrack Oh man. It's better than the game. Oh, I'm with you. Man, it's way better than the game. And some of the sounds you'll hear out of that soundtrack do not sound Sega Genesis. <laughs> I'd also throw in there Gauntlet 4. If you, uh, But that game's just amazing in general. If you hear the soundtrack from that game, again, you'll just be like, man, this is coming out of the Sega Genesis. <laughs> like you, You'd think it was, almost think it was, it was Sega CD or something like that. Hmm. Uh, so those are like some of my favorite soundtracks. Uh, so Gabe Van Glider asks, are you buying Nintendo Switch back to the Nintendo Switch? I uh, love it, guys. And Chris Vanderhoof asks him, uh, he, he responds, he says, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Gabe responds to him, why not? Uh, so to answer your question, Gabe, um, I stopped the Wii. I have not even bought a Wii U. I don't have a PS4. I don't have a Xbox One. Eventually, I will get one of these systems um, or I'll wait for the Dreamcast 2, whichever comes first. <laughs> um, but I still like games on these newer systems. Um, I, you know, I've played them at friends' houses and stuff. I just don't have them. I honestly, right now, I'd rather invest money in musical gear um, to make more music. Uh, and, and I'll just kind of keep it retro for right now. 
and I spend a little bit of money here and there on stuff I can afford, like I can buy more Sega Genesis games or things like that, uh, I can't really afford to buy a new video game system. So the Switch is kind of out of my price range. I think it's really cool that Sonic Mania is coming out on that. Um, and I will go ahead and move on. So Dan Basilia, my buddy Dan, and he asks, if you were to go on a vacation to a country that hasn't been made yet, what ocean would its national jellyfishery refuse to catch jellyfish in? <laughs> Man, I have to like dissect this question. What ocean would its national jellyfishery refuse to catch jellyfish in? Um, I'm going to go with the Pacific Ocean. And I will leave it at that. And you figure out what country I'm talking about. <laughs> so Sean Robinson asks, oh man, Sean's question, let's see. His is like six parts. Seven parts. <laughs> Sean, you're killing me, buddy. Uh, Sean, I, and, and let me remind you guys, zero preparation for this segment. So I glanced at these questions. I did zero research. So anything I'm telling you here is off the top of my head. So if I don't have a good answer, you know exactly why. It's because I didn't research it. Um, one, which codecs are used for FMV games on the Sega Mega CD? I can't tell you offhand, but I know it's very grainy. Um, and there was actually a program, if you go to something like Zofar.net, that will probably give you more information. There's a program you can go download that actually extracts the full motion videos from Sega CD games. So I would defer to that tool. If you look under Sega CD tools or Mega CD tools over at Zofar.net, they have all sorts of handy stuff like that. Uh, you can go check it out, and they might have more information in the specs. Two, what are, you, what are your guys' favorite cool codes and tricks for Sonic 2? Uh, good question. Um, you know what? I'm going to save that for the actual game. We might get into some of the the codes and stuff and talk about the debug menu a bit. Um, but that's my my thing. Like I love the, the debug menu. Uh, number three. Did you know that the level select code at the sound menu is 1965-09-17 due to the fact that Yuji Naka's birthday is on 1965. Oh, it's September 17th, 1965. Uh, I did not know that. That's pretty awesome. It kind of reminds me of how in Snatcher... Uh, there's something to do with, I think, Hideo Kojima's birthday in the Sega CD game, I think, that you can enter that has a similar Easter egg type deal. Uh, number four, do any of you have fond memories of playing this game in two-player mode? That we will get into. Uh, five, did you know that the debug code is... Oh, man, he's got more. Uh, the debug code at the sound menu is 01, 09, 09, 02. 0101-0204 due to the fact that Sonic 2 was launched on Tuesday, Sonic Tuesday in North America, which is November 24th, 1992. Man, he's just... He's like another Ask Aaron. It's fantastic. <laughs> Ask Sean. We're going to ask Sean pretty soon. I love it, Sean. Thanks a lot. Uh, six, how frustrating is it when the CPU control tails drops rings in the special uh, zone stages? So frustrating. A lot to say about that. Very frustrating. Uh, so Joe asks, Joe Koppel, tell me how great it was to feed off the crowd at Magfest, and how did you decide on your set? Uh, man, it was amazing. Each set, since it was 
you basically get one minute of setup and you get 10 minutes to perform. <laughs> I did not know this on my second set. So I took five minutes to set up and my laptop took a dump, crashed. Uh, it was still amazing. There were still people like really into the songs. And I had one guy who I really looked up to and he was just like, hey man, I'm going to check out more of your stuff because that was really cool. Um, I honestly, picking the songs for my sets, I think I don't have a ton of Sega Genesis music. So narrowing that down was not very hard. I think I had about six Sega Genesis songs in general to choose from. Um, I'm on more collaborations than that Sega Genesis wise, but stuff that I can say, oh yeah, I was a huge part of that or I made that. Yeah. I kind of just called it from that. Otherwise, uh, I have a lot of recent music from 2016 and stuff off my album that I just kind of picked and choose from uh, and Relay Bro stuff. But yeah, Feeding Off the Crowd was fantastic. And if you see the, the stream, it's twitch.tv slash clip underscore stream. You can see my uh, dorky face dancing <laughs> around the stage um, and, and going to town. Um, as the nights went on, I became a lot looser. No, I did not drink any alcohol. But I did get really into it, and uh, I think the crowd felt that and responded in turn. Um, so I had people dancing and uh, having fun. So it was, it was a blast. So Sean's final question, lucky number seven, Sean Robinson. Seven, did you see the Super MAGFest Simulator 2017 in Knuckles cosplay? What are your opinions on this brilliance? You know what? I did not run into this guy. Uh, there's a guy... Like he came dressed up as a game box that says Super Magfest Simulator 2017 and Knuckles. And so if you don't know, like the whole joke, uh, the whole joke is like adding and Knuckles onto something. So there's like a box that says Knuckles and Knuckles and Knuckles and Knuckles. Uh, it's hilarious. So you got to see this picture in the group, guys. Uh, I did not see this guy walking around, but there was a ton of amazing stuff. I got a picture with Powerline from a Goofy movie. Stand uh, out. And he turned out to be a huge Sega Genesis fan. <laughs> and he was super psyched for my set. So kudos awesome. to Adrian there. Yeah, it was Adrian. I think I added, to the, he, I added him to our group, I think. The, the best cosplays are ones like that, that you're just like, I never would have thought of that happen. Like when we were at Lexington, the guy came as Quellman from Doug. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> Bring back and, the old and stuff. I, and I forgot to mention this too. Uh, last day of MAGFest, I, just, I, I went over to uh, the expo floor where they had a bunch of Sega stuff for sale. I went over there. I just started talking to a guy uh, who was like a huge Resident Evil fan and like Dreamcast fan, Sega fan. And uh, we we um, exchanged info. And I said, hey, man, come join our Sega Genesis group. And uh, he's in there now. So awesome. it's cool. Sweet. It's cool how you Free just advertising. really awesome people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and he, was, he was like the British version of me. It was fantastic. It was like looking in a British mirror. <laughs> um. So Trevor Franklin asked, I swear we're near the end, guys. Eventually, we will get to uh, the Sonic 2 segment of this podcast. <laughs> and also, I think Rob is going to take this opportunity to take a bathroom break. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Fantastic. And he's gone. <laughs> I mean, he's like, man, Aaron is still, go he's still going on. So I've got plenty of time. <laughs> He's a, right, unless that's it's like all we have. That's all the time we have for it. Hey, Rob, what's going on with you, flush? <laughs> unless it's like Austin Powers when he first got out of the uh, the uh, when he was frozen. You oh yeah, remember that? <laughs> like peed for an hour. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so cool. That's the best. 
<laughs> so, uh, Trevor Franklin asks, you mentioned the Sega CD Lunar series, or Lunar, depending on who you are, uh, multiple times. You mentioned this series multiple times, uh, such as in your Rocket Knight episode, uh, Lunar Silver Star Story. I played the PlayStation Complete version. Uh, is my favorite RPG in one of my most memory-filled games. What games on any Sega system do you think comes closest to the feel and look of the Lunar series, besides Lunar 2, of course? And Daniel Tolan kind of nailed it. He said Pure Solar, which is a... Uh, yeah, I would say is definitely a love letter to that style of uh, story and gameplay. Um, as far as... It's hard to say, but Game Arts did make other RPGs. Uh, like, I think they were the ones that made Vi that uh, was on Sega CD that... I think they made that. Yeah, Game Arts made that, that Working Designs actually brought over as well. Um, that one has some of the same, like, uh, you know, cool FMV style, um, animated stuff, um, and then fun gameplay. It's a little simpler than Lunar. Uh, but it's good also. I would also venture to say, um, more recently, uh, Trails in the Sky. That whole thing, I think it's Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky. If you can grab that on the PSP, you can also get it for the Vita. Really cheap, or fairly cheap. Um, really worth your time. It's got a very engrossing story, and fun gameplay, and a bit lighthearted with some serious overtones, but fantasy. Um, and kind of I wouldn't say it exactly reminds me of Lunar, but um, I could kind of see that connection, and um, it, it gave me good vibes. So go check that game out. Uh, it's got a wonderful story. I will also mention that Lunar is the very first RPG game I ever beat, so nice. I might have mentioned that before. Yeah. yeah. And I think I was like seven. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I didn't beat an RPG until I was, I was like young. a teenager. <laughs> I didn't understand why, why, why is this character, like, they, in that game, uh, they kind of get away with some stuff. I, I won't say, but it's just like, why is <laughs> where is this character's clothing? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So moving on here, Jim Jones asks, <laughs> "How fast can you say Jim Jones Gen Gems? <laughs> Ten times you do it. Uh, Jim Jones Gen Gems. 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 Jim Jones Gen Gems." Nailed right, it. <laughs> I'm so glad he did that. Sweet. I was wondering how, what he thought about us always saying, it's a I, Jim Jim's Jim. Jim Jim's Jim. <laughs> That's a Jim Jones Jim Jim. Jim Jim's Jim. Awesome. Uh, so my buddy Eric Purcell. Purcell. <laughs> does bacon really make everything better? Bibbidi bobbidi bacon. Uh, <laughs> and so I love it when other people answer the question for me because... <laughs> Sometimes their answers are better than anything I could possibly come up with. So Jim Jones, Jen Gems, Jim Jones answered, Yeah, unless you're vegetarian. I'm not. So bacon wrapped in bacon, dipped in bacon days, and a bacon soda to wash it down. I don't know. I'm starting to sound like Christopher Walken. Uh, <laughs> you take the bacon. It's amazing. <laughs> Well, you know, if you it needs more cowbell. Yeah. If you sprinkle if you sprinkle bacon bits on a strip of bacon, you can travel back in time. But it'd be kind of pointless because I would just travel back in time when I was eating bacon. <laughs> I guess you would, Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan, I think you get it. Love it. There you go. He is definitely worth checking out if you haven't. Uh, 
Yeah, so I, I would say bacon. bacon uh, it's salty and fatty quality. <laughs> definitely um, adds to a lot of things. If you're vegetarian, uh, good luck. There, there are things out there that probably approximate that flavor, but not much. Um, I'm actually, like, I don't eat bacon right now so much. Um, but if I had, like, a cheat day or something, a cheat meal, yeah. Totally see adding bacon, you know. Breakfast tacos. That's uh, they, they they kind of originated from San Antonio. So uh, breakfast tacos with uh, eggs and bacon are where it's at, my friends. Mm. Finally, DZ Stokes, two part question. Final one, I promise. And uh, y- you know, Nick, if you need to take a bathroom break, I totally understand. I can hold you should it. Should have. Okay, you can hold I it. Can hold it. Yeah. Good. All <laughs> right, two part question. One. <laughs> Why is this picture so blurry? Which we didn't answer. Uh, two, what was the deciding factor for you to be a part of the Genesis Gems podcast? And I will actually turn this one over to Nick. Because oh, he man. could answer this better than I can. Putting it on the spot. Well, you know, <laughs> I had I think I mentioned this last show. I had this idea to have like a rotating guest chair. And uh, I asked Aaron to come on the show for Gunstar Heroes. Yeah, that's Wait, a... you asked Aaron? I asked Aaron. Oh! Because I, I knew he knew about Sega. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Aaron and I just got along so well. We were chatting before the shows, and just it, it felt real natural. Not saying the other guys didn't feel natural, but uh, it just felt like Aaron's like a guy that I grew up with or something. So, of course, he knows a lot. It makes me He makes me look a lot better than, you know, than I am. <laughs> I swear. I mean, my, this Ask Aaron segment is going to get so long that it's just it's going to be like a, a spin-off Yeah, it's going to be like episode 50.1. Oh, we need it's going to be like a, a Golden Girl spinoff. <laughs> He's going to have like a morning show. Now it's time for Ask Aaron. I hope you all have your coffee with you today because we're going to be going down a stream of abundance of information here. But um, Yes. <laughs> but no, uh, seriously, but uh, Aaron was just easy to talk to. He's easy to night. You know, I've met Aaron. We, we, we shared a hotel room together. We won't go into details here, family right. friendly. But we had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it sound way worse. All we did was sit on a bed. And we played NBA Live 95 against each other. We did. That was fun. Close on. Okay. Yeah. And I FaceTimed my wife and my kids, and Aaron said hi. I remember that. But no, seriously, Aaron's an awesome guy. It was an easy, easy decision to make. I even remember asking Rob, you know, is it cool to ask Aaron on to be a full-time coach? And Rob's like, sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, easy sauce. Easy sauce. Yes. I appreciate it. I, I've loved every minute of being on this podcast to the point where even if my other podcast um, – <laughs> kind of hasn't kept up um i it's been great being on the show and, and i love how consistent uh, nick is with getting these podcasts out mm-hmm. um it, it makes what we do a lot easier um and i know he and 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 rob's even put in a ton of work into the show before uh so i appreciate you guys yeah Right back at you, buddy. Love you too, man. <laughs> Love you too. Bro hug. Yeah. We are missing yeah. we are missing Landon tonight. He had to he had to work, so I missed that guy. But I'm sure he I'm sure he'll uh put his two cents in for Sonic too. At least I'll I'll ask him for his two cents. Yeah. And we get some dollars up in here. Anyways, let's uh is that all the questions you had? Uh yeah, that was literally it. Awesome. So that ends uh another long form <laughs> mini episode of Ask, Aaron. <laughs> of Ask Aaron. Awesome. Well, that guys, let's get right into this. Hey, Rob, game on, man. Game on. Game on, Aaron. Game on. Game on. Yeah, game on. Sega. All right, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And it's funny, sometimes I just call it Sonic 2, but I forget what the 
whole title is for that. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Alright. Um, memories. My goodness. This is probably one of the first games I played on the Genesis that made me think, I need to have a Genesis. Now, I played Sonic 1. We talked about how much we loved that game. Um, but Sonic 2, um, it, it was almost like a love-hate thing in the beginning. So my little cousin Brandon um, had Sonic. He had a Genesis. And I, I didn't have one yet. So I'd always go to his house and play it. And I remember when he got Sonic 2... He always made me play his Tails, of course, and he had this stupid, I, I can't remember what it's called, it's a stupid joystick controller, it's like a flight stick, that I had to control Tails with. Um, <laughs> oh, that was miserable, but but, oh, <laughs> but the funny thing is, I loved every second of it, and he'd go to sleep, and I'd wake up, and I'd go down, you know, and be Sonic, for real, <laughs> but uh, I had the best time playing that game, We, I mean, even the, the crappy cooperative mode which we can talk about later it wasn't the best at the time they may refined it a lot better in sonic 3 but uh even that was fun at the time uh, doing the 3d special zones that was a blast playing two players um, and it wasn't until i got my own genesis that i finally beat the game uh, as a kid which i thought was a big feat because it's not the easiest game in the world to play especially towards the end but um oh so many good memories i've bought this game probably 10 times i know it came out on you know genesis the 3ds i bought it on i bought it on the iphone had it on 360 uh, on the store. Had it on PSN. I got it on this Sonic's collection. I mean, I've, I bought this game over and over and over and over. And it just, it, it's like, a lot of the Mario fans like Mario 3 and Super Mario World. And th this is kind of my Super Mario World in that sense. Uh, I, I can't get enough of it. And it never gets old to me. The music, everything. Blah, blah, blah. I need to quit talking about that because we got a show to go. But uh, do you guys have any cool memories about this? Uh, yeah, I, I would say one of my earliest memories was uh, seeing the commercial for the game, and it was only like a 30-second spot for it, but it was before the game came out, and it was like a fake infomercial, and you remember the guy, like, uh, dicing up Fry, it, it was like, uh, it dices, it slices, it even cuts Julian Fries, it makes, it, like, shakes, and it does all this stuff, and it's like a copy of Sonic 2, and it, it was back when when Sega could just bust out this marketing that was just hilarious and awesome and I just all I had to do was show like a little bit of uh, of, of Sonic 2 like on the, the chemical plant zone like with the blast processing um, and, and that's you know, when this game was like when they were really ramping up like blast processing uh, and, and like you'd see another commercial where like it would be Sonic 2 over here and Mario Kart for some reason, which is a totally different type of game. <laughs> and look how fast this one is, and look at this one, it's really slow. And so you see like a car zoom off, and then Mario Kart's on the back of a truck just going super slow. Uh, so I, for some reason, I really remember, uh, I remember the playground talk, where it's just like, man, Sonic 2 is going to be the coolest game ever. And I'm like in first grade or something. <laughs> um, I remember really enjoying Sonic 1 on... I, I thought that game was um, a little bit hard, and I, I, I don't know, for some reason, it, some of the music is, is not as memorable to me as in part two. Two is just like nostalgia overload for me. When I think Sega Genesis, one of my easy go-to memories is, is Sonic 2. Um, so that's definitely one of those games for me, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's just so much stuff. It, just like you, Nick, I've bought this game for so many different systems. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, I'm the same exact way. Actually, I got uh, Sonic 2, Ghostbusters, and Roger Clemens, uh, MVP Baseball, all uh, the same Christmas. And Sonic 2 was uh, uh, 
just one my sister and I played all the time. Um, I, I actually remember seeing Sonic One over um, at my neighbor's house right up the road, and being blown away by blown away by how fast it moved. And it's so funny you bring up that commercial for Sonic Two. I remember that commercial now because yeah. I remember there was a like they did a side by side comparison uh, with Nintendo, and I forgot all about that until you brought that up. But I do remember that commercial and kind of not knowing that I was going to get Sonic. I didn't even know I was going to get a Sega for Christmas that year. Um, I don't remember asking for one. Uh, and then when we got Sonic 2 as the pack-in with the um, Model 2, it, it, it blew my mind. And, oh, man, I have so many memories playing that game. But, like, when I think of the Sega Genesis, I think of Sonic 2. That's the, that's the one I think of immediately. And it's just because of all the shared memories with the game. I have so many, countless ones, but most of the ones were memories with my sister you know my sister and i we played it all the time she was she was tails we would rotate you know she'd be tails for a little bit then i'd be tails and stuff but uh <laughs> man we had so much fun playing this that was, game this was definitely a game you played with your siblings and big time one of the first games like i we transitioned straight from an nes to a sega genesis and i don't think we got rid of the nes but this was like the natural progression for us because the super nintendo hadn't come out and so mm-hmm. it was just like oh this is the next best thing so we got the Sega Genesis. Uh, I remember us getting this game, and one of the phrases that um, I think it was my brother George came up with, uh, because we had to take turns amongst the siblings, was um, in order for me to lose a turn, and so it would be someone else's turn, he would say, die, 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 apples in the sky. <laughs> and so he'd just kind of chant that. <laughs> if I was playing Super Mario, if I was playing Sonic... And so that's what I remember with this game. Um, you know, it, it was kind of interesting that you could play two-player. So it kind of gave a different dynamic. Like, oh, okay, well, now I can be Tails and I can die as much as I want. <laughs> and it doesn't matter. You know, I can fall on those spikes or, or whatever. You can, it, it, I thought it was cool that you could help the uh, the first player. And uh, even though it, it was almost like, oh, I'm playing, but I'm not playing. Yeah, exactly. Kind of exactly. An interesting dynamic. But it's one of those games where I have uh, fond memories of playing it with my siblings. Because, you know, I'm the youngest of uh, five, so I had an older sister and then three older brothers. And it's funny that, you know, talk about the, the uh, siblings. My youngest son, who's four, loves this game. And anytime he wants to play it, he always says, I want to play Sonic Number 2, that's what he calls it. And, uh, <laughs> Who does Number 2 yeah, any, any work one, for? He, <laughs> another awesome powers. <laughs> but, um... He always wants to be tails, but the problem is when I when I take off and he gets you know hit or gets behind, he'll, he'll be like, "Daddy, wait for me, wait for me." Oh my gosh, that's not how I'm playing this game, buddy. <laughs> and, and, and I didn't mention that. Yeah, like my kids totally get into Sonic 2 also, but I can't let them play the versus mode because they start uh, getting really angry yeah. <laughs> and mad at each other. And it's like, no, that's not such a good idea. I don't like seeing you guys this competitive. Yeah, and crying and throwing a fit. You're not kidding. You cheated. My my, my seven uh, my seven year old my four year old were playing the competitive mode on Sonic Three a couple of weeks ago, and I had to break up almost a fist fight. So, yep, I know. <laughs> did, right did there you with you. No, we were talking about Sonic factoids and stuff like that. The two player mode of this game actually uses a higher resolution mode than the actual game does. Yeah, which is the cause for the slowdown, right? 
Yeah, it's, it's got some crazy. nasty lag. Um, yeah, because when you play the cooperative mode or the versus mode on Sonic Three, it actually is more pixelated. It's 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 uh, the the resolution's actually correct on that one. They really improved it, made it made it playable. <laughs> it looks worse, yeah. but they made it playable. Right. Yeah, it, it was funny. Um, uh, actually, this week when I went to play it a little bit in preparation for the show to kind of refresh my memory of the game, um, my son, he he was tracking it, and it was blowing his mind because it's such a colorful and vibrant game, and it's such a fast-moving game. He was just, like, transfixed uh, when I was playing it. He just son, stared. Is he, is he a year old yet? Uh, yeah, he's a year and almost almost uh, 13 months now. It's Ooh. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, how many so, months old are you, Rob? Oh, quite a few. Uh, just a few more. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I noticed with both my kids, they played Sonic better than they played Mario. Like, it was just easier for yes. them to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Though I will say, the uh, like landing on a platform and trying not to fall off is a <laughs> little and the harder to do in Sonic. There's kind of a skit going yeah. on. And so, sorry, Rob, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I oh did. no, that that was it. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> He's got your back. Yeah, I got you. All right, two versus one, buddy. <laughs> All right. So this game was published by Sega, and it was developed by the uh, Sega Technical Institute, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, they released other games um, like Comic Zone, uh, did some other things like that. So that was pretty neat. That was actually made in America. Was it co-developed? I don't, yeah. I don't know how that works, because I know there's like, a, yeah, the Sonic, almost like Sonic of America that worked on Ex- like, uh, that worked on this, that also worked, that went on to make their own game, like, um, what was it, Sonic uh, Spin, was it Sonic Pinball? I can't remember the name of it right now. Yeah, the, the Pinball game. Yeah, the they, 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 they did game. Spinball. Um, they did one of my, yeah, Spinball, one, there we go. They did, this is kind of further in the future, they did one of my favorite uh, beat-em-up games of all time, which was Die Hard Arcade. Uh, NFL 97, Comic Zone. They did the ooze, which... They did the ooze. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sonic Spinball, Kid Chameleon, and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So. so they were in... I, I almost wonder how much they were involved with this game. If it was just like localization effort or, or what? It sounded like... I, I did a little research on this, and um, a lot of it was, was, was actually an assistance type thing. Um, yeah. But they did... Uh, they did most of the of the Sonic 2. Now, I, I, process. Yeah, I, I don't know the yeah. real deep history of that, so someone might come back and tell me how stupid I am right now, but they they, 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 well, they did the majority of the work from what I read. Sonic fans. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but they were, they were in San Francisco, which seems to be a big hub for video game developing even nowadays, so that was kind of interesting. You will definitely see San Francisco in at least one Sonic game. That's right. <laughs> I can probably name two off the top of my head that have lots of hair metal, San Francisco like level yeah. in it. Lots of hair metal music in the background. <laughs> oh yeah, Crush Forty, man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. But this was released on November twenty first, nineteen ninety two, and uh, previously talking about memories. You know, how many times have I bought this game? I did list some of the platforms it came out on. This was per Wikipedia, so I don't do that often, but I found it there. It's, uh, it said it re- released on An- Android, Arcade, Blackberry, Dojo, Genesis, iPad, iPhone, Nintendo 3DS, PlayStation 3, TVOS, Wii, Windows, and Xbox 360. I'm sure it was on more, but that seems to be a pretty big uh, list there. Uh, I had it on Sega Saturn, even. I had it on the Sonic Jam Collection. Yeah. Really cool. Sonic's, it includes, yeah. like, a whole like 3d museum mode in it yeah exactly that's awesome uh it was composed by you know the name I'm, i have it here but i figured dreams come true oh you mean the uh 
Oh, you mean well, the, the bassist from Dreams? Yes, yes, yeah, Masato Nakamura. Yeah, yeah. So that that heck, man. I mean, that's why that that's got that heavy FM bass. Too. So good. Bass lines are sick. They are. Sick. Oh, yeah. And I think he reused songs from the band in the soundtrack. Yeah, I heard the same thing. And I, you know, just talking about the soundtrack real quick. I mean, I I put this right up there with Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage Two. Some of the best tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this one stands out between one and three. Uh, Sonic CD is definitely on another. You know, it, it's up there with this. But I think this is, I think this best Sonic one and three overall. Yep. Yeah, overall, I would say this is absolutely. And amazing. and this game's pretty cheap. I think about everyone who collects retro games at all probably has this. Uh, right now, it says it's going for four dollars and twenty six cents loose and nine dollars and ninety one cents complete i actually have about yeah this wow. won't break the bank like a certain new nintendo console will. exactly I, I think i have like two copies two or three copies of this game so it seems like anytime i buy a lot on ebay this this comes with it or something else so I've, I've got a few of these at the house and um <laughs> this game actually won some awards uh i thought that was pretty cool and just to give everyone an idea of how big this was um, in 1992 it was awarded the best console game by EGM. And to give you an idea of what came out in 92, uh, Link to the Past, Legend of Zelda, which is probably my favorite wow. Zelda game, that came out in 92 on the console. Soul Blazer. Sorry. Um, Super Mario Kart. Um, Super Mario Land 2. Turtles in Time. You know, there's some awesome games that came out that year. And this got best console game of the year. Hey, didn't Bubsy come out in 92? Oh, gosh, Bubsy. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, why didn't that get game of the year? Which was pretty cool. I, th- I think overall game. Cat of- game of the year, probably what it got. Overall game of the year, most sites gave it to the arcade, which was Street Fighter 2. So, but yeah, it, it was in. That was a heck of a year for video games. You think back, 92. Yeah, wow. Just the ones you listed off. I'm like, man, that was a good year. I know. I mean, I, I, I it didn't. It was a very good year. I didn't give Link. <laughs> I, I didn't give Link to the past. It was a very good beer. Very good beer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. When I was 17. <laughs> I didn't give Link to, Link to the past. You were Brian McGee. Yes. Man, stop interrupting me! <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna you say. You don't get that Simpsons uh, reference. I'm sorry. No, I don't watch The Simpsons. I think I stopped watching it when I was a kid. <laughs> well, it was from when we were kids. Okay. I just remember the flaming mo. The, the drink that was on fire. Flaming oh. mo's. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that's about all. Um, the story. I'm gonna read from the manual real quick. It, probably not the most strong story here but uh it says find the chaos emeralds miles tells prower the fox can't still can't sit still when sonic's around ever since Miles was a baby fox he's dreamed of being like sonic he loves to run after sonic waving his two tails behind him trying to keep up with his hero mostly sonic lets him trail along but sometimes just to show off sonic explodes into a burst of super speed and leaves him behind but miles doesn't give up he whirls his tails like a helicopter or rotor and takes off flying until he catches up all the animals call Miles by his nickname Tails because of his two special tails, and one day they saw an, astonish- an astonishing feat. They were all together in the forest watching Sonic perform. Sonic would run, spin, and jump in his super spin attack. Then Tails would whirl like a turbo engine and blast off in his super dash attack. What a show off! Suddenly Tails just, just couldn't help himself. He took a running start, curled up his tails, and whoosh, he was spinning like Sonic. But now something frightening is happening. Sonic's friends are disappearing. In their place, nasty metal robots are popping up all over the island. The mad scientist Dr. Robotnik is at it again. This time, Robotnik's planning a global disaster. He needs workers to create Doomsday Machine that can take over the world. So he's trapping all the animals, turning them into robots, and forcing them to build his weapon, the Death Egg. Robotnik now rules the factories, (laughs) refineries, and cities. He's grabbed control of everything except the seven Chaos Emeralds. 
These magnificent gems were believed to hold exceptional powers. With them, Robotnik could have the entire world in his grasp, and he'd never let go. The Chaos, em the Chaos Emeralds are buried somewhere on the island. Only one tough dude with spiky hair has the speed to find them first. So, that's pretty cool. A little long, little long, long-winded there. Lots of stuttering by me. The power of editing later, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I was looking at um, if you go to I guess it's SonicRetro.org, they have the English story from the U.S. and European manuals. Right below it, you can actually get the literal translation from Japanese, and it's interesting that the original Japanese manual has it a bit differently. Uh, not too much differently, but kind of like it's more focused on Sonic. Or it's just like, oh, Sonic finds this island, and uh, Sonic is just trying to go on a vacation when, uh, you know, all of a sudden a couple guys who are up to no good start, start making trouble, trouble in his neighborhood. neighborhood. <laughs> and you know, Sonic got into one little fight, and his mom got scared. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> anyway, and, and, and I love. I mean, that, that's what happens when you read the Japanese manual. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, and and you know, to kind of gripe about the Sonic franchise as a whole. I thought Tails was enough. You know, end it right here. I don't need I twenty more characters. Tails was like the scrappy do of Scrappy Doo. <laughs> he was like the scrappy do from if you remember Scooby Doo, Scrappy yes. Doo is like, let's add another spin off character. The tough little like guy. I, yeah, but Tails is kind of endearing now. It's just like, okay, well they've added so many crazy characters that Tails kind of feels like one of the originals now. He's yeah. been around so long. Um I thought Tails was a girl. I did when too. I, was a I kid. did too. Um, oh really? I think until the cartoon came out, maybe that's when it was. It, but maybe you guys can explain this. Why in the cartoon is, is Tails brown instead <laughs> of like goldish? Ate too many chili dogs. Never took a bath. <laughs> I think so. Oh, that's yeah. a good answer there. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the only explanation. You know, if I ever have to ask Nick a question, I am sure it will be about chili dogs. <laughs> chili dogs. Yep. Oh man! So uh, hot dogs with sauce. That's right. You guys come up. If you guys ever come to West Virginia, we're going on a hot dog run. That's all there is to it. And I'll offer I'll offer that to about I mean, any listener who comes to West Virginia. I'll tell you all the good stuff to go get. So, pack extra pepsi Pepsi AC. That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right. But uh, so <laughs> as far as the genre goes for this game, pretty self-explanatory. It is a platformer. Um, controls very easy. Uh, I, I love asking this question about Sonic games. I don't know if we ever talked about this one Aaron so A, B, and C are all jump right yeah which one it's one of those games that you can literally play with a uh, Atari 2600 joystick exactly. in fact I have exactly <laughs> and when you play the uh, version on the Playstation 3 or the Xbox 360 through the uh, Sonic collection it, it, the default controller only has one button being to jump but I love to ask the question because I, I caught myself using a certain button well, what button do you use when you jump, Aaron? When you play the classic three-button Genesis controller? Um, I use the C button. Me too. I think it's because of my hands are bigger. I'm a C button bigger. type of guy. Me too. I think, yeah, it's my, huh. my hand. And I, think, uh, I just feel more comfortable. And I think I asked you the same question back in episode 10, Rob, but just to refresh new listeners. I, I want to say it's either B or A. I kind of like a more of a narrow grip. You're kind of a contrarian. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So this is part of like a psychology class Everyone's I used to take. Dick, you want to zag. Well, you know how it is. Yeah. It's you part. Want to go to the beat of your own drummer? I get it. <laughs> right. If I was ever like a shrink, I would, that's the first question I'd ask someone. You know, some coming in with some problems, some be like, so what? What button do you use to jump in Sonic? That's going to tell me a lot to help you feel better. 
anyways. Um, so, Rob, as you've been talking about this, um, I want to know more about your childhood trauma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so, uh, I wrote down some things here that I really like, you know, just from first glance at this game. Um, the pacing, I thought, was much better in this game than Sonic 1. Uh, Sonic 1, per zones, you yeah, know, can't call them stages or levels or zones. I think they believe they had, like, three zones per per level. This one broke it down into two, which I thought was good. You had your, you had one, and then the second one's usually where you fight Dr. Yeah, Robotnik. A better flow, yes, I think. Absolutely. I think Sonic CD also did three zones, but they were shorter than the original game. But yeah, having two zones definitely helped... It made everything a little more memorable because it kind of went by faster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, that and like the the bonus stages, you being able to enter multiple bonus stages was cool. Also. Yeah. Per like per level. It's cool. Had a cool three th- D look, but uh, I, I, and uh, you know most Sonic games are kind of going to have the same formula of uh, let's make the first level, you just push right, you go as fast as you possibly can. Let's show <laughs> let's show off how this game works. Um, so like. You know, the Emerald Zone, Emerald Hill Zone is kind of like that, Act 1 and Act 2. And then you get into the Chemical Plant Zone, which I think some of the fastest speed on the game are there. But there's some crazy platforming on that stage, I thought. Um, you know, my, my son gets real frustrated at the end of the Act 2, where you're trying to oh. jump from platform to platform, and you can go into the... Per- where the game trolls you? Yeah, so like, I, 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 oh, yeah. I had to try to teach him, you know, don't don't jump on a platform as soon as you see it, kind of... You know, because Sonic's got a lot of good control when you after you jump, you can kind of go left or right. But that that part's always frustrating for people because they just want to run real fast. <laughs> Are you, and when you said troll, Aaron, were you talking about like uh, right before you fight Robotnik? There's that spring right there. <laughs> if you hit it, yeah, it's gonna fall in the, the water. Spring and then like the yeah the <laughs> spring great. and then also like the little platforms that just drop down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you know I, I can't remember. One of the old Retro Junkies episodes, Rob, but I remember you guys talking about what's the scariest music you've ever listened to. I think it was at Halloween, talking about Castlevania, Resident Evil. I'm pretty sure my answer was whenever you're uh, underwater and getting ready to lose your breath in Sonic. Yes, oh, yes. it sure is. I have to cut in here and mention the fact that this episode is kind of deja vu for me a little bit, because I was actually representing the Genesis Gems to talk about this game on the Retro Rewind podcast. Yeah. Uh, I think it was last year, even. It was last year or the year before. Um, yeah. I I was like, hey, this is Aaron from Genesis Gems talking uh, Sonic 2. So if you guys listen to that episode, I will be literally repeating everything I say here. <laughs> yeah, g- guilty for me, too. I think episode 3 <laughs> of the original 90s entertainment show we covered, Sonic 2. <laughs> yeah, guilty. So there's plenty of Sonic 2 to go around, but we love this game so much that we will talk about it at yeah. infinitum. Yeah. And then again, going back to my point from you know what made Sonic 2 kind of leaps and bounds over Sonic 1, uh, introduction of the spin dash, which I think was huge. So you know yeah, when, when you press big. down, you start revving up that. I mean that's so cool. You're tapping that button as fast as you possibly can. The animation is just gorgeous right there. You see like the. Uh, it's almost like a little exhaust coming out of Sonic, and it's flowing like real cool looking. Very awesome animation, attention to detail there. If you do that and start, yeah, if you start hitting pause, if you start hitting pause real fast, you can see like how many different um, screens of the pixels were moving. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's amazing, uh, and it's not that you, it's not a game breaker to not have it, but it just adds something to the game um, that you kind of realize like man this was missing from Sonic 1 it, it's fun to be able to just rev up 
and and dash out. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just a fun little feature, and it gives you a little bit of boost in momentum, so you don't have to get a running start if you like if you're on like a platform or something and you need to boost out. You know, you don't have to be like, oh well, I you know, like if you remember like Super Mario Brothers three, it was like, well, if I'm gonna fly, I better have <laughs> enough clearance. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I don't have it. He I'm just he, gonna fall. He apparently needs his balance before he flies too, with his arms sticking out like that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. No, but it, it's so funny that you know, Spin Dash was such an important part. Um, I downloaded Sonic One, the 3D version, on a Nintendo 3DS, and there's actually Spin Dash in Sonic One, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So they actually oh, put it back in. In the remake. Yep. Well, speaking of animations, one thing I really like is just how. Um, like the the little things like say if you, if you don't press pause and you just let the game run you know like right in the first level the emerald zone you see the the water shining and and uh, sparkling you you see all these flowers moving and stuff the it's just scrolling yeah. oh man yeah it looks great and uh, the chemical plant i mean every uh, aquatic run casino night casino night is gorgeous i, I would uh, recommend if you've played this game a thousand times and you're just focused on the gameplay Actually, sit back and watch some video gameplay of this game. Yeah. And just try to admire how much attention to detail went into this. No kidding. And, and every stage is so different, too. It's it's not like you feel like you're getting a rehash of something with just some slight changes. I, they all I have their say, own feel. Yeah, I would say the only stage that feels like they kind of palette swapped, but it was different enough that it didn't matter, was when you get to Hilltop Zone, you're like... Hey, this grass kind of looks like the first level. It's just, yeah, Emerald it's, Zone. Uh, it's just really blue. <laughs> it's just really blue, yeah. It was different enough that you weren't like, oh, hey, it's the exact same thing. It felt different enough. Yeah. Right, right. And then, um, you know, speaking of other animations, I just love how much personality the characters have. Like, say, if you're on, you know, the tiptoe of an edge or something, you know, Sonic will try to keep his balance. Uh, if you leave, knock, I forgot if he knocks on the screen. I know he looks at the screen. Like, yeah, he uh, does. Breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, kind of like looking his at his fake watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, his eyebrows go. I'm watching it right now. His eyebrows go down. Kind of stare at. You teach Sonic, you're rude, man. Stop. <laughs> I know. He's very impatient. <laughs> Come on, man. That's awesome. Come on, man. I'll tell you what. But um, yeah. I'm gonna shoot, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, and, and I'm, I agree with you, Aaron. Other other than Hilltop Zone, I thought each level had its own charm yeah. and its own character i'm a huge fan of mystic cave zone um, oh, i was about to say that yep. and I, yeah that's my... and well even i think there's a there's a level i think it's a, i don't remember if it's mystic cave but there's a level in the two-player mode um i think there's a few levels that use different music than what's actually in the actual game huh. and there's like a few like little two-player levels they're all kind of Designed with the same uh, level, like the same layout or the same, um, you know, design, but the layout of the levels is different from the main game. Huh. Pretty neat. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah the, the Mystic Cave, like, usually when you play Sonic, you're you thinking... You like getting caught by the freaking thing. <laughs> I, I do, I do. So frustrating. It, it's almost like a little, I know it's not a puzzle game by any means, but like you, you're pulling down the vines, open up drawbridges and things like that. And yeah. It, it's really odd how you would think the only fun you're going to have from a Sonic game is going extremely fast, but I've always liked the way that paces when it's not going fast. I thought 
controlling Sonic, not making sure he's, you know, you kind of want to slow down on that one. There's a lot of left and right, left and right. Because, you know, the first stage of Sonic, you're just pushing right and going as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. That's all you're doing. But Yeah, and, and people are critical, and maybe we'll get to this when we actually review the game. Yeah, people are critical over, like, later levels when they kind of make it really hard to go fast. Uh, but I think it's nice to be able to, of course, enjoy the scenery uh, and, and kind of get get a feel for the levels and in, in uh, these little puzzle-based elements and, and gimmicks and things they throw in there that are pretty cool. Yeah, and and you know, right away too, um, the game kind of tricks you. You know, you you think you can go fast. I think it's even in Emerald Hill Zone, like Act Two. Um, you'll try to do that full sprint, and something will dart it in your way. There's no way you can actually just full sprint all the way through it. There, there's no way. Right, because... There's always like a, oh, some spikes pop up or. Uh... <laughs> Right, there's you know, you, robot you, that jumps you run out. into, yeah, robot jumps out, or you run into like a, a spring. Oh, there's stupid, there's stupid arrows in the aquatic rune. So, <laughs> <laughs> things drive me nuts. Oh yeah, you're trying to like go on one of those big, you know, the the big loopy loops, and stupid arrow hits you. <laughs> you know what I still haven't figured out? Where does Sonic put all these rings? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like you notice in, uh, I think it was like. Uh, knuckles chaotix like they've got a ring they're holding a ring but like in sonic it's like uh where you put all these rings buddy and then like he gets hit and he just kind of pop out of his body well and and, and, <laughs> and another question i always wondered how does sonic get a hold of tails he gives him a ring <laughs> i'm amazed good sir did you come up with that one on the spot oh i wish i did but no <laughs> Nicky, He's I got just go jokes at the ready. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> oh, so where were we talking about some of the levels here? Um, yeah, and, and gosh, Casino Night. How influential was the Casino Night Zone? It, 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 how many kids wanted to gamble exactly. after playing this game? I wanted to go play <laughs> Caesar's Palace. Go, I just wanted to play slot machines all day. And <laughs> just hope I didn't get three Robotniks and I would be fine. Yeah, and... and <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean that was the inspiration for Sonic Spinball, right? I mean, um, if it wasn't, then it, you know, it, it was pretty close because they had pinball bumpers and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and I, they had, uh, didn't they have flippers for that section? Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. And one big pinball machine. Yes, sir. So, but I thought that was pretty cool. Very clever. I'd like to know how in the world they came up with that. And maybe you just. Hey, he's a ball. Let's put him in a pinball machine. I don't know. You don't see Mario in a pinball machine, do you? Well, there was a Mario pinball game, but the less... Disagree with me. Disagree with me. There was a Mario's 3D Pinball Land, but that's one of the less said about the better. Yeah. Mario games. (laughs) Not that great. No, 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 no. But, um, I don't know. uh, uh, Other than... Like you said, the um, hilltop zone. I thought everything had a fresh feel to it. Even the aquatic zone, which was kind of... Oh, I love how it was like uh, above ground and underground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, and, and there's like whole sections of that level where you could just like, oh, if I don't want to go in the water, if I jump in the right places, I can navigate the top of the stage. I just love how layered that level was. Mm-hmm. Like there's a above ground, there's middle you know, of the water, and then there's like a bottom section that you can navigate and drown in. I, I did think Robotnik was incredibly too easy on that one. That's probably the easiest He's boss. Incredibly easy. Yeah, that one especially where it's like the arrows are coming and all you literally have to do is jump on the arrow <laughs> yeah, exactly and then jump right. on him and come back. But my kids loved it. They yeah. they like that aspect. 
Because a lot of a lot of the boss battles, I didn't really find a good strategy for. I just knew if I can jump on him three or four times before he starts doing anything, I got a good chance of winning this without getting hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you could kind of just stay on top of him and just fall down on him two or three times before he finally throws you to the side. Yeah, it was always kind of nice when you could kind of, you know, if you're playing two-player, you can kind of spam, just have Sonic go to the left where he can't get hurt, and just have the <laughs> second player hit him with All right, <laughs> human meat shield, or, yeah. Human meat shield. you're going to be my meat shield. <laughs> my meat shield. Go for it. I was like the, uh, the music, too, that... Yeah. Pretty epic. And I like how they stayed with the, uh... Um, same music for when you get the uh, I can't remember what the power up's called when you when you got it's like a superstar Mario. <laughs> dun, 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 oh, yeah. dun, dun, dun. I hate when they change that. Like I, I thought that was the I don't like I'm kind of a creature of habit. If you haven't noticed from me editing this podcast, I kept the same intro song, use the same segments. I, I like that familiar familiarity about it, and I, mm, I liked I liked how they kept the same music for that. I think it was it in Sonic Three where they changed it when you get the. Uh, Superpower. I think it changes the, the tune. Anyways, I, I kind of wish they would have kept that out for the rest of the Sonic games. Yeah, but, you know, you change some things, and that's how it goes with Sonic. Yeah. Now, did you guys... I wonder what they're going to do for uh, Sonic Mania. I wonder if they're going to keep the same boss music. That's true. I wonder. My, my kids always laugh. I always make Sonic headbang. Like, I, as soon as I start the game, I'll, I'll look up and hit down real fast, and I'll do that about 50 times. <laughs> you know, I did the same thing in, like, Mario, where it's like... You get a bonus stage and you make him dance on the top of a vine. <laughs> I would always do that. Chris, they're like, go, daddy, go. I'm like, no way, man. Just enjoying the music. Head back. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta feel the music. That's right. Feel uh, the burn. <laughs> so, what was that? Oil ocean zone I thought was cool because every time I'd fall in the oil, I thought I was dead. I'm like, hey, look, I can jump out of the oil. <laughs> but that was always yeah. um, that Those stages were a little bit forgettable, I think. I like the stages, but I, I... it's not bad. It's just like, yeah, it's some of it's more frustrating than anything. It felt like a transition stage a bit. Yeah. Uh, I will say I love the the sky stage is really cool. It's really yeah, hard. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of reminded me of the fact that like Sega loves putting um, sky stages in their games because <laughs> it made me think of like Revenge of Shinobi. Oh, we're gonna have another stage on a plane. It'd be great. <laughs> be awesome it's like it. it's like how every beat up beat em up game somehow takes place in an elevator so at one point <laughs> an elevator in a helicopter yeah. oh you want to you want to go to a baseball field streets of rage let's go down into an elevator from the pitcher's mouth let's mount. go down fifty thousand feet and then there's aliens it's like the maze like area 51 under a baseball diamond it's great i sound like lord carnage now lord carnage Oh. Classic game room. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, Rob, we got the classic you guys game room. I can hear the thunder in the background, but it is really, Ooh. like, it's really pouring over here now. Man, I had a, I had a two dudes train go by when you were doing Ask Aaron. It'll probably be on the show. <laughs> 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 the little house I'm staying at right now is right beside the train tracks. So. Awesome. But, uh, oh man. All right, and we talked about. Hadn't really mentioned Metropolis Zone too much. Um, but that one had three X, actually. Everyone else had two X. So it kind of caught you off guard a little bit, you know. But it's, it's still cool. I, I like that first version of it. Uh, you've got us like enough. Is that the one that almost had like, a, it was almost like something Donkey Kong Country ripped off, where you had, because uh, you know in Donkey Kong Country you had barrels and stuff. And I think in Metropolis Zone, wasn't that the one where you like, you would jump into like these uh, spherical things 
that would kind of like shoot you in different directions. Now they have that in the oil ocean zone. Um, okay, what was it in Metropolis zone? I'm trying to remember. Well, the first part of it, you almost look like you're in a factory, and um, it's pretty cool because oh, yeah. there's like these spinning cages, and when you get inside of them, you know, you see yes. Sonic and Tails spin. And there's all like these uh, screws you got to jump on, and you kind of run real yes, fast. Yeah, now I remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. The crazy praying, totally praying mantis. That. They had the praying mantis robots. <laughs> frustrating yeah yeah but it's a pretty that. sweet stage um remind me a little bit of some of the stuff from sonic one but again you know some very clever platforming ideas later on in the game that they didn't introduce the first two stages without which i thought was cool you know you don't you don't want to kind of show off everything on your first stage yeah, did you know uh yeah, yeah uh did you know that in the sonic 2 re-release i think it was on the iphone blah 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 everything else uh, they actually put in the unused stage from the beta. Oh yeah. No, I yeah. Did not know that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the what was the name of the stage? Uh, come to me. <laughs> it was un unused. Come on, Google. Don't fail stay, me now. Stay, unused stay tuned. Stage. Stay tuned for uh, Ask Aaron Part Two. <laughs> I know, and, and it's okay, guys. I've got time because Rob apparently has to go. Oh. Um. Quiet, a screaming child. I don't know what Rob has to do, but he's going to be right back. Uh, what was? It? Oh, unused, unused, unfinished swan. Unfinished. <laughs> there was like a desert level. Oh yeah. So there was a wood zone, hidden palace zone. That's right. A wood I think zone. It was hidden... That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, wood zone, and there was some sort of desert zone. Yeah. So there were a few uh, unused places. Um, and there was a level that was reintroduced in one of the Sonic 2 re-releases, and I'm trying to remember which level it was, but it was probably a Hidden Palace type dealio, uh, which is pretty cool. But yeah, you can go check out a Sonic 2 prototype to see some of that interesting stuff as well. That's cool. I, I never mess with that. I like to kind of check that out. Yeah. As uh, two dudes would say, the demo mode. The demo mode, yeah. <laughs> uh, here on Genesis Jams, we, we can just call it. It's emulation, guys. <laughs> Sega's actually pretty cool with emulation. Yeah, they are. They let people hack their ROMs. Yeah, and they're like... So you can go hack Sonic 2 and go on Steam, and there are tons of ROM, ROM hacks for Sonic 2. And it's like this at-games at device I have. They're like, yeah, here's 30 games, but uh, hey, by the way, there's an SD card slot on here. If you wanted to load your own <laughs> games, your own games, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like, hey, by the way, if someone could hack the sound to make it great, that would be amazing. Yes, yes, yes. And as Willie Culver says, this this little device is good in a pinch. <laughs> it's good in a pinch. Just, you know, mute, mute the volume and uh, it's good times. <laughs> it lets me play Golden Axe 3, which isn't really the best game in the world. <laughs> I played it. It's not. It's it's like the... Sorry for anyone who's redheaded. It's the redheaded stepchild <laughs> of the Golden Axe franchise. No kidding. But I'm happy I get to play it, and of course it is on the Sonic Collection that I'm. I got my PlayStation 3 right now. Yeah. Which could it's grief. like, oh, if you liked uh, Golden Axe, uh, what was it? Death Adder Returns. This game is nothing like that. <laughs> Have fun. I can't believe it took me so long to buy that collection though. I'm just kicking myself. I got it for like eleven dollars at GameStop, but it my is goodness. so worth it. I mean, you even get a. Uh, you don't get the Game Gear Golden Axe game, which is pretty cool, but you do get uh, Golden Axe Warrior. Yeah, it's like Zelda, right? Uh, it is like Zelda. It's exactly like Zelda. It's 
remarkably like Zelda. Yeah, you know, and, and but it's pretty cool. And you can smooth out the graphics if you want to, if you don't want the pixelated. And you can even. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just like putting Vaseline on the screen. It's great. <laughs> and you can even, you know, change the screen size to sixteen nine just for Daniel Tolan, if you want. Oh to. yeah, just for Daniel's purposes. <laughs> Just to spite him. <laughs> what, what, what do you think about the smoothing? Do you like that? Um, it depends. I don't like it in RPGs uh, when it makes it harder to read the text. Yeah, yeah, because because the, te- uh, the text. I don't mind it in action games because sometimes it makes the pixels, uh, it makes the art pop out more. It really just depends on the game for me. Yeah. Um, a I- lot of games look fine without it. But uh, if, if you want everything to have kind of a smooth, cartoonish look to it, and kind of what the developers originally intended, almost like what they wanted you to see, you know? Yeah. I, I, when they were designing it, yeah. I turned it on on a few games. Um, I didn't like it in Sonic, but I thought it looked kind of cool in comics and kind of gave it more of a it does. comic feel, I guess you'd say. <laughs> but it's funny because there was an effect when I used to do graphic art. Um, I don't know what it's called now, but um, the old Illustrator days, um, you could smooth things out like that, and it would look just like that. Like if I had text that was kind of pixelated, and I'd smooth it out. Because I, I used to do a lot of pixel art, so I would take... Um, we had to downgrade actual art files, and I, I could downgrade them, and it, I would smooth them out like that, and then I would save them as like a one-bit PCX, and it would just blow the pixels up, and, and it was kind of cool. <laughs> so, I don't know. As but I'm, Is that what you did to my picture? Yeah. <laughs> what you did? I, wish, I was wondering. No, I didn't get that technical with it. But yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. But anyways, back to Sonic 2. Um, yeah, you know that game we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. We were talking about the graphics earlier. Um you know, as far as the Genesis goes, I think this is top-notch Genesis graphics. Animations are wonderful. We talked about mm-hmm. the spin dash. Um, I love even Tails, two Tails, you know, kind of flying in the background. Uh, the way he looks when he's flying uh, in the helicopter. Um, even when you're holding on to like the levers and uh, miss a cave zone, you know, his his facial expressions change. And um, like Rob was talking about, hey, staying on the ledge. All those little attention to detail that they really didn't have to do. But I thought yeah. really added to the game all the moving backgrounds and the cool thing about the backgrounds in this stage or this game. I've made comments on other games in the past that too much, too much in the background, like the background's too busy to me, takes away from the game. But I thought they did the backgrounds here a lot of justice. I've tried playing like Sonic Generations and some of the other Sonic games that come out in the past five or six years, and there's just too much going on. And I, I, all the stages are just not very memorable. I think that's what makes. Sonic 1 and 2. Oh, you mean Sonic 4? Sonic 4, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, Sonic uh, 4 where it's like the second episode is like, hey, this is Sonic 2 rehash, but not as good. Oh, my gosh. But, like, you <laughs> know, I think back on Sonic 1 and 2, all the stages are memorable, except for maybe a couple handfuls here. Uh, you get the Sonic 3, which is like, eh, it's getting too busy now. The, the stage is changing from green to burning. Uh, it's like, oh. Yeah. Sonic, Sonic 3 is... Um, I would still... Like, honestly, I would still call it a gem, but... What, what I would say is this is where Sonic started to kind of yeah fall off a little bit in terms of like getting away from that core gameplay. Agreed. Yeah. But thankfully, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Sonic Two. That's right. <laughs> and maybe we're even talking about Sonic Two and Knuckles. You never know. That was the maybe. that was the DLC. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, back when we didn't know what DLC was, it was like you you bought a extra cartridge like three years after you bought Sonic Two, and it's like, oh wow, hey changes everything it does change everything because it's like what and it was pretty much like a rom hack wasn't it it was like a rom hack where you stick your sonic 2 uh, on top of a sonic and uh knuckles cartridge 
and bam, suddenly it was Knuckles the Echid- uh, Echidna, Echidna um, <laughs> in Sonic 2. And you had this character that kind of broke the game because he could pretty much float around. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he could climb up walls. And it made it awesome. It kind of broke some of the levels because you could like wander around um, in places where you weren't supposed to go and see more of the levels like in, uh, I think, Chemical Plant Zone. Like, wow, they, they put a they put a box up here for some reason, <laughs> and there's no reason it should be here. <laughs> it has all, like, all... Played, like, especially if we talk about debug mode, like, you notice how there's, like, areas of the map that are totally inaccessible, but they will put item boxes there for some reason. I have seen that. Oh, I know, yeah. Like just, I'm like, how did they get there? It's just mean. They're like, haha, try to get that, suckers. Oh, we got three <laughs> one ups here for you. You just got, how do you get them? How do you get them? Why don't you jump off this cliff there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's another thing my brother used to say was, hey, Aaron, Aaron uh, you, you, you jump in this hole, you get a free man. Oh, that's just wrong. <laughs> jump in the hole. That's get a free life. Don't you love being a little, I was a little brother too. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I wasn't as gullible as my, um, my other brother, though. Where it's just like, hey, look, someone wrote gullible on the ce- What? Someone wrote gullible on the ceiling. Where? That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> he was the same guy. Quick aside here. He, he was the same guy. Um, gotta love him. My, my sister said, um, hey, uh, you, you know cookies and cream ice cream? You know that ingredient? Because it was like his favorite ice cream. And she just wanted to really get to him. You know that ingredient? Is, uh, she's just reading off a random ingredient. It's polysorbate. And she's like, you know polysorbate? You know what that is? No, what is it? That's bird poop. <laughs> so one of your favorite, you know, it's like your favorite ice cream, cookies and cream ice cream. You know they put bird poop in it? And he's like, what? No. It and he would everything. not eat that ice cream. That's awesome. <laughs> the more you know, kids. That's right. <laughs> Back to you guys. Back to you guys. Well, um, as far as the sound goes, I wrote down some little things I noticed about the sound effects. My my youngest son and I make these little noises every time we, we play the game, so we kind of made fun of it earlier. Whenever you get a force field, we both, as soon as we get it, my four-year-old son and I both go, Bwong. We make it so, and then, um, <laughs> Oh, good job. Yeah, pretty you really good. Been practicing that. <laughs> and, yeah. and then then the uh, air bubble, like when you're down down in the uh, aquatic zone and yeah. you're about to run out, you whop, whop. <laughs> got that one. <laughs> I, even, I even wrote these down. I wish you all could see, like, how I'm spelling them out, and then, um, cat dying sounds. <laughs> That's right. There, now, there's some of the music had some semi sounds that were borderline, but just not quite there yet. But um, and I, I mentioned this in the show before, but like the the sound the ring makes when you get it, like the ching. Um, I was at a gas station. And mm-hmm. It's close to where I work. Yeah. Every time they they scan a barcode, I'm like, that's the Sonic the Hedgehog sound. Of course, the lady at the station's yeah, like, what's that? <laughs> what's a Sonic? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you know, where's Mario sound? Not in any gas stations. So. But, uh, <laughs> Maybe when you go to the flush. <laughs> when you go to the toilet. Yeah. That's when you hear the uh, Mario sound. There yeah, you go. Yeah. And as far as music. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> Every time you flush. Mario number two. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Wow. laughs> 
as far as the music goes, um, loved all the tracks. I think the Mystic Cave Zone is probably my favorite track. That or the Chemical Plant. That's mine. Love those two. Yeah. Love those two. Great tracks. Yeah, but I, I couldn't say anything bad about any of the music. I thought it was a good variety. Even the Mystic Cave, I must had like a. It was creepy. It was creepy. It had it had some cool like drop-offs and very. I always kind of describe video game music as kind of like progressive rock. I love progressive rock. I, I like the old Rush stuff. I like uh, Porcupine Tree. I like all these bands that just good progressive rock bands. And I, I don't like your. I mean, I, I like songs that have a verse, chorus, verse, chorus. But I like I like bands that kind of go out and do a, a verse and like a pre-chorus. Like and, uh, they do an A B C D E F G. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one, easy as one two three. But um, I don't know. A, a lot of these songs that there's a lot of thought put into the structure of the song it's not just a let's get a good hook and let's just keep playing it over and over let's no let's let's look at the song get a feel for the level first and then you know i'm, I'm not acting like i know how the guy wrote the song but that, that that's how i would do it but i really enjoyed every piece of, of music in this game every song kind of had it almost felt like it was arranged for a full band to play um eight it, it, every song just felt very full like they were taking advantage of the two sound chips in the system um, so everything just had uh, just very, very well 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 composed um, and a rich sound to it and you know how in the in the right hands the, the Sega Genesis can sound amazing and Sonic 2 is uh, definitely a testament to that just a very strong leads and basses and you know all sorts of cool sounding instruments and chimes and mm-hmm. um, guitar like sounds and sitars and whatnot. oh yeah yeah I mean I agree I, I think if I, I, if I could pick one I'd, I'd go with the mystic zone but man I, I thought every single one of them was pretty memorable I mean I, I really I kind of forgot how good this soundtrack was until I played it again this week and it, it just a lot of the stuff really stands out compared to some of the other games we've played in the past. Yeah. And and I would actually sit at the sound test when I was a kid. This is one of the first times I remember sitting at the sound test just to listen to the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It was this game. It was this and I think Revenge of Shinobi that I definitely did that on. And of course, uh, Streets of Rage 1 and 2. But yeah, where it's like, oh man, I gotta hear this soundtrack. Or it's, you know, it's like owning... <laughs> It's the first time you owned an album or something where you can just keep on listening to it. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it was like it, it, it was catchy before I even respected or understood music as a kid. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really become a quote-unquote musician until I was a teenager. Um, when I really started picking apart songs and understanding, you know, arrangements and and uh, phrasing and stuff. But even as a kid, I'm like, yeah, that just sounds cool. You know, I couldn't explain it, but. It's a certain thing yeah, that stuck I with couldn't, me. I couldn't put in terms. I just knew it was good uh, rock and roll music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just good music. All that rock. Cool deal. All right. So, yeah, we talked about the levels, talked about... Um, how, how about the boss battles? We did talk about that a little bit. Um, uh, we mentioned some of them were pretty pretty easy. I, I didn't think anything was too hard. Uh, I had well, oh, the it, fact that you had... I mean, do you have to fight the same boss over and over again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mostly. I, I had a little trouble like with the chemical plant zone with the big blue blobs, but you know, you usually get through that. The casino night, there's a cool strategy. That was the hardest one for me. There's a cool strategy there. You just had to time your 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 spinning up the 
the side of the pinball area, I guess you call it, and jump out real quick, and then make sure you don't get hit all the way down. But once I got the hang of that and found my own little strategy for it, I had no problem. Um, oil Ocean was very easy, especially since you can fall into the oil and jump back out. Uh, Mr. Cave was a little bit hard. He had a lot of those spikes coming down. Um, you had to avoid those. And Robotnik had like uh, these rotating spears on his uh, little machine at the time. But um, I don't know. Most of them were pretty easy. I didn't die very much on them. Of course, Metropolis Zone at the Act Three—that's that, a that's an adventure. I, uh, I I beat that as a kid. But even now, I've, I tried beating it on the Genesis last week, and even a year ago, I have a hard time playing this game from start yeah. to finish no, <laughs> without, without and, a save and state. Last year was the first time I remember beating the game start to finish, <laughs> also. And I think it was like, is Death Egg Zone the one where it's like you're on a conveyor belt? <laughs> Just very frustrating. Yeah. And I know it's like, like I, I would uh, had to fight, had to you had to fight two bosses back to back. And then you had to fight Metal Sonic, and then you had to fight Robotnik. And it's like, I don't have any more rings. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, that was the worst part. Like if you had a checkpoint right beside where the boss is at, and you had to continue, and you're like, well, I gotta fight this guy with no rings. That's not fair. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like, oh man. Luckily, this PlayStation. Luckily, the PlayStation Three up. version has save states, and I've been cheating on those yes. <laughs> all day long. Very convenient for us old dads. Yeah, it is. With <laughs> our old dad skills. <laughs> back in my day, we had to hit the pause button. <laughs> you want to play the next day? You just hope someone didn't turn your game off. I did do that for the. Uh, I can't remember what game it was a few shows ago. I left my Genesis on <laughs> while, while we no, played it. Been there. <laughs> oh, just kept coming back to it. I remember um, I had a copy of Shining in the Darkness, and uh, the battery didn't work. Oh, God. And so I must have left the game on for an entire month. <laughs> oh, my. Just so I could go back and keep playing it. <laughs> I learned that. Without I, turning the game off. I learned that a hard way. Um, I'm a huge fan of like the Castlevania games on Game Boy Advance and DS. And I bought... Um, what was that one called? Dissonance or something on Game Boy Advance. Harmony of Dissonance. Yes, yes. yes. I, bought it, I bought it at a flea market and I popped it in. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to make sure this game works. So, of course, that turned into about an hour and a half of game playing uh, on the couch. I saved it. I turned it off, turned it on the next day, and I thought, oh, the battery doesn't work. <laughs> I was oh, so mad. No. But... You bought a bootleg. I know it. So uh, eventually, I ended up downloading that on the uh, Wii U Virtual Console, which is awesome. But and now, you see, if you would have looked at the label, it said Nintendo. Nintendo. Like <laughs> Castle <laughs> Castlemania. Pretendo. Castlemania. Castlemania. Yeah. <laughs> Pretendo. Castlemania. Super Nintendo brother. Chalmers, right? <laughs> Back to Sonic, right? Oh my. Yeah. So I let's see, we did. How about that Nintendo Switch? Yeah, Nintendo Switch. Yeah, man. Whew. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm kind of excited about that. Um, I mean, oh, I I am. I'm just I'm poking fun at Nintendo. There's a whole <laughs> lot of controversy going on. I think the bad part I heard about was the battery life being like two to six hours. I'm like, wow, that sucks. Yeah. But, but it comes with a USB charging, and that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. No. 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 All right. Back to Sonic. Yeah. I feel like I went by graphics and sound too fast. Rob, did you have anything you wanted to talk about graphics or sound or? Ah, that, that, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I had written down. You know, I, I think the biggest thing that stood out to me playing it again now was just how beautiful the backgrounds were. You know, and and I, I, we've already touched on that, but yeah, I just would you put that up there with the greats like Monet and Picasso? And... I, I would actually, <laughs> the Picassos of our time. <laughs> you know, 
Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just love the uh, the checkerboard motif. Um, and, and you know them getting around the limitations of the Genesis yeah. uh, through, I, I guess, uh, some of the uh, color bleed technique to make it look like there were more colors. Um, I'm trying to remember the term for it. Uh, kind of this blending technique, um, and, and also like you know where they would have these two to- two tone patterns that would kind of give the illusion of depth. Yeah. And kind of a almost 3D feel to some of the yeah, levels. Yeah, like a pseudo 3D feel to it, which is awesome. Well, and of course you get to the bonus stages, and it's more mm-hmm. pseudo 3D stuff going on. Let's talk about how fun the bonus stages were. Um, I thought they were amazing. They're still my favorite bonus stages. And when they brought them back for uh, Sonic 3D Blast, like on Sega Saturn, I was super happy. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's exactly the same, too. Um, yeah, they're, they're just fun stages because, you know, you basically get to collect all the rings uh, to get the Chaos Emerald, and you have to avoid the bombs. And there's this cool thing. Where it's, it's like a perpetual half-pipe. It's almost like... <laughs> He might as well be on a snowboard because it's a huge half-pipe thing going on. Um, but it's really cool because there's not quite anything like it. And at the time, it was just so amazing to kind of see him in that viewpoint. I think Sonic CD did a little bit, but Sonic's, Sonic 2's uh, bonus stages were still more fun um, to play in general. I That's agree. all I have to say about that. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Mom always said. Well, um... That kind of wraps it up for the notes I had. Um, I could gush about. Yeah, this and I'm that. getting tired for some reason. I think uh, it's all that like I'm going to sleep earlier now. Yeah. And so now because the the, the night is waxing on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I had a nap today. I, I feel good. <laughs> you, you had a four-hour nap. <laughs> I wish it was <laughs> four hours. You're really solid. It was like every three minutes, my kids are like, "Hey, daddy. Hey, daddy. Hey, daddy." Uh, yeah, what you doing? Yeah. Well, now that I'm actually getting enough sleep at night, um, I actually wake up before they do, and Ooh. so now I'm just like, booyah, I'm yeah. up before you. I've got stuff ready. You're still napping. That's that's what I that's what I do. Like I'll, I'll get up super early, um, you know, throughout the week to work out. You know, go to the gym, then get ready for work and everything. And then I on the weekend, twenty eight six inch pythons. Oh, of course, twenty eight actually. Yeah, twenty eight. Oh yeah, you know who's counting? Yeah, well you know. Uh, and then uh, on the weekends, I just get up early, and, and that's when I do my video games or my reading and stuff while everyone's sleeping. So that way it's guilt-free. <laughs> guilt-free. You know how it is. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, if we're all tired, you just want to go to Retrofitted Achievements? Let's I just it. want to go to bed right now. And, uh... Yeah. <laughs> Good night, y'all. There's an achievement. Good night. <laughs> uh... The Channel 16's Retrofitted Achievements. So I'm a little ashamed. I have two. This is the worst I've done in like a long time. Uh-oh. I, I thought Kelso was the worst. He is the worst, but when that's it comes, true. That's true. I think Aaron said he only had like six. Yeah, I have yeah. six. And Rob, what you got like twenty? Uh I have eight. eight. I got eight. All right. <laughs> so here, here, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead and say the two that I have since they're kind of crappy. I'll let you all battle back and forth. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Alright, I got two of them and they're, they're both references to songs. I did a Rob, just not very oh. So My first one's called Proud Mary, and that's uh, Rolling Over the River. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, my second one's called uh, You Got a Friend in Me, and that's uh, Letting Tails Beat the Boss so You Don't Take Any Damage to Sonic. 
Nice. Well, Aaron, you go first, Jose. Sure, man. Um, let's see how fast it takes you guys to catch on. Uh, so my first one is Switched On. Uh, beat the game without dying. Oh, very nice. Uh, and you want me to go ahead and list off all these? Um, sure, sure. Second one is Supersonic Odyssey. Uh, <laughs> unlock Supersonic. We didn't talk about Sonic. Super, Super Saiyan Sonic. Sonic. Ah, yeah. nice. Dragon Ball Z stuff. Yeah. Um, number three, Last Process. Beat <laughs> Chemical Plant Zone without once thinking of a failed Nintendo console. <laughs> oh! Let's <laughs> see if you can do that. That oh, is thanks. good. <laughs> um, let's see what's the next one. It slices, it dices, accidentally, quotes, caused tails to fall on a pit of spikes. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> It's okay, because he probably planned on pre-ordering a Nintendo Switch. Anyway. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Suck it, Tails. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see what the next one. Dr. Robotnik. Um, get defeated by Dr. Robotnik. And get forced into ordering an overpriced new non-Sega system. Oh, there my God. Oh! Slam it everywhere. <laughs> I love it. Burns just keep coming. Burn. Oh, man. <laughs> No, I think my writing just got worse as I went on. Uh, my last one here is Nomadical. Uh, and, and that's kind of a portmanteau of uh, Nomad and Radical, in case you guys didn't know. That's Nomadical. <laughs> and that's uh, Beat the Game on a Sega Nomad. Nice. A console you can play on the go. That's right. Without the need, costly accessories, and docking stations. Oh! <laughs> and you could probably reaction. beat it in one go without the batteries dying. Oh! That's oh! <laughs> Savage! He's on a roll, folks. Sick. He's on a roll. <laughs> Alright, that was all of mine. Sorry. Go love you. Go love oh. you, Nintendo fans. <laughs> uh, my first one is if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Uh, oh. And that's uh, running out of rings and dying as a result. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Oh, there, there it goes. <laughs> uh, second one is Lord of the Rings, and this is collecting 100 rings to earn an extra life. Uh, this one is, now this one always freaked me out as a kid. This is Tales from the Crypt, and this is killing Tales off screen by accident, only to have it come back from the grave. Ooh, Spooky. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. I prefer my egg. Oh, the next one is I prefer my eggs fried, and that is blowing up Eggman in the chemical zone. There we go. Flip over the page here. Uh, now, my wife came up with this one. I said, honey, I need something with water. Give me something with water here. Because I was on the Aqua Zone. Sheet. And uh, this one is, don't go chasing waterfalls. Ooh. And this is uh, sticking to the lands and platforms that you're used to in the aquatic zone. Ooh. Rest in oh, peace, yeah. left eye. <laughs> uh, next one is Pinball Wizard. And this is getting three Sonics to earn an extra life in the pinball uh, park for the Casino Night Zone. Uh, oh, yeah. And then the next one is Luck Be a Lady Tonight, and this is defeating Eggman with no rings left in the casino night stage. And then the last you know, one I is... The, wait, I, I heard the Sonic 2 soundtrack was written by Frank Sinatra, wasn't it? Oh, Luck yeah, that was one of his best. Right. right after New York, uh, New York. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last one is King of the Hill, Bobby. <laughs> and this is uh, making it through the hilltop axe, and that's it. <laughs> nice. Fantastic. You're a class actor. <laughs> I try. That was good. Well, I'll tell you what. You guys put me to shame, though, man. 
Nah, nah, man. Nah, nah, man, nah, dog. Nah, I don't play like that. <laughs> nah. All right. Well, let's go ask the big question about this game. Is Sonic 2 a gym? Is this game a Genesis gym? Is it good? Or is it garbage? So, uh, Moby games.com definitely thought it was with their critic rank coming in at 93 out of 100 that's an a minus for y'all right so how the teaching thing goes 93 uh-huh so still a minus yep. or do you guys do like the pms and the ams my son's got all these weird grading things now anyways <laughs> notable reviews we just mentioned earlier in the show that egm rated this as the 1992 console game of the year i think that's pretty notable in my my book um this is going to take a little while so i'm gonna try to hit the the big points here listener feedback my goodness we had a ton of comments on here um, 42 comments in total. A lot of those now are, you know, sub comments. I'm gonna try to hit all the main comments. We'll we'll leave the sub comments out of there. But um, let's start here. We got uh, Andy Lewis says the game that made kids want a Sega. Definite gem, great game. 1964 9, 17. <laughs> um, William Culver said Soylent Green. I like it. Uh, game Van Gabe Van. Gl- Sorry, Gabe, I know your last name. I just sent him something. Gabe Van Glider. <laughs> it's Gilder, right? Game Van Gilder, yeah. Great game. There you go. Love Tales, the casino is way too addictive. Supersonic is amazing if you're good enough to attain it. And Robotnik is unbelievably hard to defeat. I only beat this game cheating Robotnik is way tough, laugh out loud. Uh, Daniel Tolan says, total garbage, pinnacle of platforming mediocrity. Two out of ten, too much water. <laughs> yeah, he's just too kidding. much water. Yeah, and there's like a billion comments under his... Uh, post there um, no and no i don't know if people realize he was just trolling he is he's definitely trolling I, and i and i think i said something like uh don't you guys like bathe in sonic 2 cartridges over there in the uk yeah <laughs> you know I, I made a comment and i said i bet you're friends with uh, steve and michael <laughs> yes um, yeah, exactly uh, tj fraser says i traded in my nes and game boy to get a genesis in this game it kicked my butt the day I beat this game, I felt like a champ. I was 22. <laughs> it's a gym. <laughs> um, Chris Capana says, Jim. Shaw Mundowney, a.k.a. Streets of Rage Killer, says, Literally the only Sonic game I can stomach. For the few minutes at a time, I can play this. It's a gym. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Tony... Sorry, Tony. I'm going to say your last name wrong. Tony Correa. Cora, something like that. Classic Sonic games are gyms. Eric Gerbeck says, what can be said about this game that does it justice? When I think of best sequel ever, it's a duel in my head between Mega Man 2, TIE Fighter on PC, and this. Sonic 2 took everything about the first game that was great, tweaked what didn't work so well, and laid another level of graphical polish on an already beautiful game. Everything is as high standard as you could ask. One of the best soundtracks ever. I mean, like ever. (laughs) Controlling Sonic is fluid to the point of being sublime, and the game is so replayable that if I... that... I have been playing it since it released, and I still enjoyed it as much. Every gamer, every gamer owes it to themselves to play the, those particular masterpiece games, and Sonic 2 is one of the prime ex- exhibits in the gallery. Jim, this is the whole freaking treasure chest. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> I had a little. That was Jim Jones gem. Jim word. Jones gem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Draylon Russell says this game is what made Sonic the most awesome mascot of the 90s. Bam. Uh, Trevor Franklin says this game single-handedly made me into a Sega fanboy for the best part of my younger years. Thanks to Sonic 2, I chose the Sega Saturn over PlayStation, and I chose the Dreamcast over PlayStation 2. I don't regret it one bit. Cheap plug. Me and my best bud covered Sonic 2 on our 10th episode of Retro Bliss. Guess we weren't sure we'd make it to 50. <laughs> I actually listened. Trevor is a good dude. Trevor is. Yeah. I actually went and listened to Retro Bliss uh, episode one, where they covered X-Men, the LGA- LJN version. 
for uh, Nintendo. That's pretty good. So big shout out to them. Go check them out. Retro Bliss. Type it in iTunes. Uh, give them a like and give them five stars, not four. Okay. All right. <laughs> Listen after dark, not with the kiddos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick DeMarco says, good, but encourage littering precious metals that harm the environment. 5.7 out of 10. Also responsible for Bubsy and Awesome Possum, so there's also that. <laughs> oh, oh, we love you, but stay in the dungeon, buddy. Hey, it's uh, <laughs> Brian Bowen uh, says, Jim, absolutely. Sonic Tuesday, baby. I worked at Electronics Boutique when this game was released, and it was a huge. And it was huge. Embarrassed to say I've never finished it, though. <laughs> That's cool, Brian. Hey, Brian, uh, if you have any cool stories about Electronics Boutique when you work there, uh, shoot us an email. I'd love to read that on, on the podcast. I love hearing like the old stories people who work there and Toys R Us and things like that. I, that, I think that's awesome. And if you have any leftover Sega swag, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be nice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, Kelly Wright says, The dozen of hours I wasted screwing around in debug mode. I will never get them back. <laughs> That's our one female fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Luke Blanchard says, Jim, please make sure to feature the music. Absolutely. Chris Vanderhoff says, not as good as Super Mario Brothers 2. Enough said. And then there's about a billion comments. About oh, but then he's, You know, if you want to start a flame war, that's how you do it. That's right. But then he comes back and says, on a more serious note, this is a great game like the original. The addition of Tails wasn't really necessary, but it did allow for a mild two-player session. It is a gem. I've been really enjoying Chris over on the Two Dudes page because he's been listening to all of our episodes. And he'll get on there anytime Mike Kelso was on our show. He'll actually say something like, disappointed in the Two Dudes, Mike was on another episode of Gems. <laughs> <laughs> and I usually come back and say, man, you're listening to it an awful lot for you to hate songs. Like so, um, right. You're the worst podcast I've ever heard of. <laughs> well, you have heard of me. Yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, our friend Matt Daly says, Jimtastic, of course. Did you really need to ask? <laughs> Alright, we're almost done here. Clifton Wright, love it. Becoming ring-sucking Super Saiyan Sonic totally screws you at the end of at the end, because there ain't no beep 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 rings in space. Sorry. Family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Joe Copel says, got my Genesis with this game and I love it still to this day. Jim always and forever. It might be blasphemy to some, but I prefer this over the third one. Absolutely not. That's not blasphemy. Um, Alfredo Figueroa says, Jim, DZ Stokes, Jim all the way. Spin dash for the win. Spend hours and hours on this game. This was an unbelievable comment right here. Says Michael Kelso. Says Jim. And that was it. What? Yeah, I know, right? And, and he, he's not being uh, facetious. And there was about seven, seven comments under there. So <laughs> go, go Is he and, still the worst? I don't know. That might bring him to one of the worst. Toby. Toby, yeah. Which <laughs> is still the worst. But Why are you the way you are? Sad snail. <laughs> uh, um, Marlon Papachet. Did I say that right, Aaron? Uh, I think it's Popuchet. Popuchet. I did that again, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's the one who, who runs the... I mentioned him before. My buddy Marlon, who does the... Uh, Mega Drive profile yeah, YouTube that's channel. Right. That's right. And does music under the name Urban Flow on SoundCloud. It's like me saying resume. Anyways, he says yes. Absolute Jim. <laughs> uh, Justin Harrell, believe this or not, says Jim. Wow. Two dudes. Wow. Had two dudes on our comments. We made it, guys. Two host heads. Two host we heads. might have to go over to the, you know, when they cover Super Mario Brothers 3, I mean, we might have to give them what for. Yeah, say, Tom say Ar- nice things. Tom Arnold approves. Uh, Nathan Cooper says, Jim, there is no debate. Joe Casaletto says, I can't type the letters fast enough. G-E-M. 
I would just love if he misspelled it. I'd just be so happy. Yeah, J-I-M. But we appreciate you for not <laughs> spelling it. Uh, Eric Purcell says, Jim, Jim, no ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, Dan- I play no buts. Yeah, that's right. Daniel Walker says, this was the game that introduced me to the Genesis. We had a Super Nintendo, but we were able to get the parents to buy a Genesis when it went down to $99 with the Sonic 2 pack-in. I have one particular memory when I was playing Sonic 2, and my mom told me we were even about to go out to eat at Sonic, the drive-in. I just remember thinking, playing Sonic? About to go to Sonic? How can life get better than this? <laughs> what did I eat at Sonic? A chili dog, of course. Hot dog with sauce. And he wrote hot dog with sauce at the question mark. <laughs> Nice. Awesome. Uh, Blake Worrell says, Jim, hard to, hard to argue otherwise. Hey, our buddy Rob McCallum says, defining game of my life. I remember playing this on an end, especially the casino stage while listening to Metallica's Black Album. <laughs> Sega. Oh, man. We're going to have to get Rob on the show because he's getting involved in a Mutant League football uh, remake or reboot or whatever that is. Um, that's going to be awesome. So we're going to have to get Rob on the show sometime to talk about that. Maybe we'll do like a duel. We'll cover Mutant League football. We'll have Rob on the show at the same time. It'd be pretty cool. Anyways, um, I always say his name wrong too. Dan Basilia. Dan Basilia. Says, Jim, one of the few Sonic games that stuck with me. I liked but didn't love one. It was okay, just kind of plain and inconsistent. And three got so far away from the running fast emphasis and instead turned into slide physics and contained rooms it lost me. Two was the perfect blend, and those special stages were great. Uh, Craig Holland, who's a real cool artist, uh, if you ever check out his stuff on Facebook, uh, says, Jim. Craig's the man. Yeah, he does some cool stuff. It's the equivalent cool, It's the equivalent of Mario Duck Hunt for the NES. Can't be without it. Haha. Which, I know what he means by there. Every time you go to a shop or flea market, you always seem to find 80,000 copies of Mario Duck Hunt. <laughs> but they're rare. Oh, they're rare. <laughs> uh, Joe Weiner says, Jim for sure. If you didn't know, Christian Whitehead also added an extra zone hidden palace in the iOS reissue of Sonic 2. There you yep, go. That's, what I was that's exactly about, yeah. right. Although the only complaint I have with this game is the special stages. The last boss is especially hard, but at least it's not as annoying as the special stages. Um, Julian Brentlinger says, anyone that doesn't say Jim is a complete garbage. Haha. <laughs> Correct answer would be, it's a chaos emerald. Ah, clever. Um, Cameron Wormay says, if this game isn't a gem, what is? Honestly. Uh, Liam... Absolutely. Liam Piper says, and if you guys haven't checked, Liam Piper actually puts uh, some cool articles on our uh, group page, some stuff he writes in the blog, so go check that out too. Um, the best Gen- Sega Genesis game on the system. It took everything that was amazing from Sonic 1 and made it 10 times better. The graphics are gorgeous, and the level design really, <laughs> you put a big word in here, I'm, I'm dumb, really accentuates the feeling of speed the game wants you to feel. Absolutely no question that is a gem and my personal favorite Genesis game of all time. Can you uh, recapitulate that in uh, <laughs> terms that simpletons can understand? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure Liam may be from, uh, uh, you know, the European countries because he spells favorite F-A-V-O-U-R-I-T-E. So. Well, maybe he was just pretentious. No, I'm just nah, kidding. Liam, I'm assuming Liam's no. a, a male. I feel bad if he's not. <laughs> but, well, I mean, don't they say favorite like that in, in Canada also? Maybe. I know uh, Isn't that how they spell it over there too. I know uh, overseas they they use uh, S's instead of Z's. That's just. Mm, eh. Anyways, hey Leon Barber says certainly a solid gem, terrific colorful visuals and an excellent soundtrack. Never having fully played it until March of last year, I had to finally give it a go. I stuck with playing as Sonic alone. Finding Tails running alongside too was too distracting. 
The game has a nice variety of stages, but overall not terribly challenging, and it feels a bit short. My chief criticism is that I have never quite got used to how Sonic controls. He's got a lot of inertia, feeling a little sluggish to get moving. Handling in supersonic mode feels even worse with poor accuracy and too much oversteer. Nonetheless, it's a must-play for the system. And finally, Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Jim. Jim Jones says. Jones. Jim. Jim. <laughs> we didn't make a segment for him. The Jim Jones. Jim. He says, "Absolute Jim. Most probably a heck of a lot of nostalgia, but just the thought of the bonus ring level music gives me goosebumps. Love it. Just started playing a ROM of Gunstar Heroes thanks to the ranking show. Big smiley face." Woo! That was a lot of comments. Thank you all so much. I kind of like being out of breath because that means you guys are paying attention to our stuff. So thanks for that. Um, so with that, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, all the gushing I did about this game, all the gushing the fans did about this game, I think we can say it's a gem. I say it's a gem. How about you guys? It's, it's a gem. Complete, it's complete garbage. <laughs> no! Let me tell you You're five off the reasons show. why You're I'm off, off the show. show. <laughs> no, it's 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 a gem. It's so obviously a gem that like part of the whole reason this show is even called Genesis Gems is wait, didn't it have a, a different name originally? It wasn't Genesis Gems. It was like Sega Gems or something. Um Anyways, I think we were going to change Genesis it at one point. because of the, the, the Chaos Emeralds in Sonic. Uh, but yeah, it, it, if this game wasn't a gem, I don't know what is because the level of polish in this game, few other games on the Sega Genesis can touch. The music is top notch. The gameplay is just really solid, really good level design. Uh, the, the bonus levels don't feel tacked on, but like they're part of the gameplay and you, you want to collect. 50 rings uh, just to get to those poles to uh, to activate it, you know, to go inside the bonus levels. Um, for me, the bonus levels were really fun. Um, so I, I just always have a blast playing this game. It's one of those ones where I can um, go back and play every year and, and not get bored. So definitely a gem for me. Oh, uh, me too. <laughs> I mean, this, this is one that completely... Um, just encapsulates my whole childhood. I mean, I played this one so much, and to go back and play it all these years later, it's just as good, if not better. I mean, it 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 has aged so incredibly well, and I think it's just kind of a symbol of the the times, a uh, symbol of you know the peak of you know the uh, console wars. And uh, man, it's just it's a gem all the way uh, music graphics animation it's the perfect blend of everything that the sega had at the time um just just great stuff gem all the way awesome now we're going to introduce the new gem song that rob wrote we're going to put the gavel down right oh, now thanks put the gavel down <laughs> right now and now we're going to hear the awesome gem song that rob wrote <laughs> thank you for being a gem Played you once and now I'm back again Your card is true You're the pearl in my Sega world And if we threw a party Invited all the hosers we knew You would see the greatest game would be for me I put the card in and I say thank you for being a champ Thank you for being a jam. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> All right, guys, can you guys see the screen? I got the ranking sheet up right now. This is kind of a yes. oh, this is kind of the new segment we're going to do now. Not not very long, but uh, here's the ranking sheet. Everyone see it? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my first thought is it's number two now, right above Sonic One, right below Gunstar Heroes. Oh, I would argue it's above Gunstar. Hmm. <laughs> You're the tiebreaker, Aaron. <laughs> oh god. I'll go ahead and put it above Gunstar Heroes, mm. even though I like Gunstar Heroes more. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't want to rock the boat too much. <laughs> Understandable. I, 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 uh, just because I don't want listeners to come back and go, oh. I actually have no problem with that. Sonic. Yeah, like. No, I, I think Gunstar Heroes is just overall my favorite game for the system anyway. But mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll give Sonic 2 the, the edge because it's Sonic 2. It's like when we put Streets of Rage 2 on there. It's we're gonna someone's gonna throw a fit. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It's gonna go way up there. Probably. <laughs> and then when we put Action 52, it, it ends up at like number three. It's that's one of the better ones. It's got 52 yeah. games on there for the price it of one. It does. <laughs> and you know what? Each one amounts to one good game. So you know, each one a fantastic. No, there's probably like five good games in there at least. That's fifty-two gems. That's more than some. That's right. Yeah, sure. Now, now, listeners, by the time you hear this, uh, we should have the ranking uh, tab on the on the uh, web. So if you go to genesisgemspodcast.com, you log into the site and you click around for a little bit, look at the Facebook post, blah blah blah. I'm just filling time here because I need to make sure I know where I'm going to put it on the site. So hold on a second. <laughs> Let me find my. Uh, See any good movies lately? Yeah, see any good movies lately. Right uh, I saw that new Star Wars one with them robots. Yep. Man. So when when you go up to the to the main website, you're gonna see all the tabs at the top: home, history, host, episodes, blah blah. Will we be putting this in between episodes and articles? So you'll have a new link there. You click it, and then we'll pull up the new ranking sheet with some cool pie charts and other things I created. So check that out. Um, we'll get to see our big list. You can print it out. And if you're kind of new to Genesis, um, you know, you never know. It might be some younger people out there listening. This is a real good guide for an idea of what to play. You'll see the top games, Sonic 2, Gunstar Heroes, blah, blah, blah. Give you an idea of what we like the best, uh, what we put up there. So there you go, guys. And it's not every good or bad game for the system because obviously we haven't covered them all yet. That's right. Uh, that oh, will yeah. take some time. We will probably be 80 by the time we finish. <laughs> But if you're still listening by then, which we hope you are, um, you'll, we will probably be directly implanted into your ears by that point. So it's all good. Yeah. Uh, did you guys know Sonic was sick? Did you know why he had to go to the doctor? No, please tell us, because I think this is a setup for a joke. He had the runs. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say because he was feeling blue. Oh, here, here's one more. What should Sonic use to knock on a door? I don't know. Knuckles. Alright. Well, guys, I uh, pulled up the latest poll. So, the next game we're going to play was a listener pick. And uh, what we've been doing, anytime there's a listener pick, we put three, we we put a post on Facebook. It says, the first three games mentioned here go to a vote. And those first three games were, uh, I believe, Garius. Am I saying that right? It's like this. Shoot him up. Guy. Guy Aris. Guy Aris. Guy Aris. Universal Soldier and Desert Strike. And the winner of that is Desert Strike. We'll be playing that in the next episode. Oh. All so, good choices. Yep, yeah, it was very close. All good choices. Very close. So that's a game that um, I'm kind of excited to give them a chance. I did not like those games growing up. Any of the Strike games just oh. kind of, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I was saying. 
So it's an well. One thing I can say about Desert Striker is um, if you have an arcade stick, there's a certain control mode that you can use where there's no momentum to worry about. Oh, cool! I have one of those. Really fun. So yeah, so you, I think it's like from air or something. You change the control mode in the game. You have no momentum to worry about, and it makes playing that game a breeze with an arcade stick. It's wonderful. Sweet. Because your your helicopter turns on a dime. I'll have to give that a shot. So that game, <laughs> Rob sent me a message uh, saying how expensive <laughs> the other game was. I was like, I, I was know. Like, Man, I've got the. I know, I know. <laughs> and then I saw Desert Strike when I was like, okay, good, good. It's not expensive. Well, yeah, you're a soldier. You can get for songs. It's not. Exactly, exactly. So uh, there we go. We'll be playing that next. So join us then. Hopefully, in a couple weeks, you'll be hearing that one. And uh, guys, with that, I think we call it a night. That's 1.06 a.m. my time right now. Oh, yes. So, yes. Got to get up in two hours. Two hours? Yeah. Good grief, Rob. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Not today. Not Good today. Good night. <laughs> so, all right. Sonic 2 is a gem. Episode 50 in the books. Appreciate it, guys. Really appreciate all your all support, all the reviews, all the. Uh, Facebook likes. Our Facebook group is growing tremendously. We're almost at 300 members now, which came out of nowhere. It just kind of started booming. So really cool. Uh, I think some of our consistency with the episodes we releasing is helping out with that. So really appreciate that, guys. Um, you know, with that, that's all I got. You guys got anything to close on? Um, one other thing I had was uh, my debut album that I released last year, Neon Dreams, which has several Sega Genesis songs on it. Another video game and uh, all, all original stuff, chiptune, VGM. It's actually pay what you want. I'm going to extend that to the end of this week. If you guys are listening, go check it out. You can get it for free. You know, free download of the whole album, or you can pay what you want. Uh, anything is appreciated, so have at it. And enjoy. And Rob, there's a new there's a new Star Wars thing out there that you're you're a part of. Oh, Segway. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, pre- I appreciate the chance to plug it real quick. Um... Yeah, a uh, buddy of mine, uh, he's editing this show. He came up with the idea and everything. Um, he's actually a buddy I worked with. His name's Jameson, and uh, he is a diehard Star Wars nut, and he actually got me in a lot of the Expanded Universe novels. And, uh, you know, he and I had always talked about, oh, man, wouldn't it be cool to do a show? And I said, uh, he approached me this year and, and was like, hey, man, why don't we finally do this? I said, man, I'm going to need help on editing if, if you can do it. He's like, yeah, heck yeah. So we were kind of sharing editing, and and it's called Star Wars Ties, and basically we just cover um, the new expanded universe and compare it to some of the old expanded universe novels. And uh, you know, we just kind of been digging through our personal collection, and uh, we just released the first episode uh, today. So uh, check that out. You just search up in iTunes. It's uh, Star Wars Ties. That's uh, teachers interested in the expanded universe. So. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really, really nerdy as all get out, but that's awesome. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, we'd love for you guys to check it out, um, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's kind of cool to do this with a with an old buddy because I, when I moved uh, to Knoxville, I, I haven't really gotten to talk to him much. So this has been a great excuse to kind of nerd it up with an old friend. Awesome, awesome man. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, with that, we are going to say... Ken. I love Star Trek. Me too. <laughs> it's tricky. That's what, what yeah. Steve and Michael joined the page, and I said, I bet Steve and Michael's are tricky. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I noticed that. So, I actually had a conversation with Steve the other day. He's actually a cool guy. Don't tell him I said yeah. that. But, uh, Hardcore Turtles fan. I'm oh, is that right? That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure. I'm good. Anyways, <laughs> with that, you guys have a wonderful night, wonderful day, morning, whenever world you're listening to this, and we'll catch you later. Catch you later. Later, guys.